Hello and welcome to show 47 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Yay, 47. Well, let's do it. I'm the daddy, as always. Yay, the daddy. Woo, let's do it. There you go. Uh, we also have Chinny. Yo. Yay, Chinny. Let's do it. <laughs> and, we, and we also have Duke. We'd better tell the captain we've got to land as soon as we can. This woman has to be gotten to a hospital. A hospital? What is it? It's a big building with patients, but that's not important right now. Tell the captain I must speak to him. Certainly. Captain, how soon can you land? I can't tell. You can tell me I'm a doctor. No, I mean, I'm just not sure. Or can't you take a guess? Well, not for another two hours. <laughs> you can't take a guess for another two hours? No, 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 I mean, we can't land for another two hours. What was it we had for dinner tonight? Well, we had a choice, steak, fish. Yes, yes, I remember I had lasagna. <laughs> How about dinner? I know this little out-of-the-way place that serves great Viking food. That's quite a tempting offer, Lieutenant. But I'm afraid I'm going to have to get my rest this evening, tomorrow being Arbor Day and all. Of course. Well, perhaps some other time. Uh, how about a rain check? Well, let's just stick to dinner. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, rest in peace, Leslie Nelson. Yeah, rest in peace. Yeah. I want to say... Stu pulled that together, and I was going to use a different clip to start myself off with. But you know what? That's a magnificent compilation. So hooray to you, Stu, for pulling that uh, up. I, I really love it. Uh, I, one line can sum up his career. Like, I just want to wish you two both good luck. <laughs> We're all counting on you. And he's done that in both the airplanes, Scary Movie 3, and Movie 3 Family is the Guy. That's the best moment in Scary Movie 3, man. I was, I was like, when is this going to be over? And then he did that. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. And he, he did it in Family Guy in the uh, Blue Harvest as well. I that, but yeah. yeah. Uh, but they, they tried to get him in to record it, but he was too old. And he says, you, you can record. You can use my old things. I'm too old awesome. to get there. But uh, brilliant. Oh, there you go. Real. There you go. You see, you know, he was, if anybody hasn't seen the original Police Squad episode, you know, the Naked Gun oh. movies say from the files of Police Squad, yeah. you've got to go back and watch those old TV shows because yeah, they're yeah. freaking brilliant. The freeze, the freeze is, at the end. Yeah, brilliant. right. I love those phrases. <laughs> he goes, um, <laughs> you better have a talk with her, but I got to warn you, she looks pretty bad. She got roughed up by those thugs. And he goes over, and there's this, like, squatted, purple face Quasimodo freak in a chair. And he's like, ma'am, I need to ask you some questions. And the chief goes, Frank, not that bad. She's over there in that other chair. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved I loved the bit at the beginning of Police Squad with the, uh, the light on top of the car just going through yeah. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing it back to games, did you see the one where he, they did that in GTA 4? I did, yeah. yes, I did uh, that. Yeah, they did, uh, some guy did it, didn't he, on YouTube. Yeah, I remember seeing yeah. that. It was so, great. Leslie Nielsen, 84, rest in peace. Yes, indeed. We love you, dude. Indeed. See, that was very apt, wasn't it, this It week? was very apt, very and apt. well done, so thank you, sir. Okay, non, non-gaming related thing. I have got something, he says. Uh-oh. He says. Um, this is to our two, I think we've got two or three Australian listeners. Australian listeners uh, yeah. out there. In your face, I'll tell you what. Australia, uh, Australia, 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 we are fighting! Patrick's Matrick, that's what is I say Is this about the, the ashes? Indeed it is. Oh, Christ. Indeed it is. 
I know what it's called, but I don't know anything else about it. It's cricket, isn't it? It is indeed cricket. Oh, they burnt some wickets yeah. some time, and then like the ashes are in a cup or something, and we keep fighting them. And we're in the cricket. Some dead person been cremated. I don't know. They've been better than us in cricket <sighs> for years, and we've just started to get good. No, we haven't. We've we've won the last two Ashes series at home, which is in the last sort of six years or something. Duke, Duke, I think cricket you know is nothing. lame. <laughs> Yeah, but you're you're into snooker, so I mean, you know, yeah. everybody <laughs> over there seems to have some weird game or sport that they're into. You're into snooker. <laughs> yeah, I just play Go, a nerdy board game. That's you know, we're cool. Over now here. then, now then, just to really twist your noggin here, Duke, just to let you know, just to let you know. Okay, they played. They played. You need to buy some drinks before you twist my noggin. Yeah, they played for five days. Oh. Okay. Five How many days? hours a day? Because because a day a match is five days long. How many hours a day? What do you mean how many hours a day? They start at 11 in the morning and it finishes at 6 o'clock at night. So seven yeah, For five days? Yeah. It's seven hours insane. a day for five days. Luke, it's just one big piss up, basically. They break for lunch. They do break for lunch. And they tea. Would hope, they they do hope. tea. It's, um, just, it's just a massive... If people go to watch cricket. It's like baseball in America. People go to baseball and you have to be drunk to watch I it. I never realised how boring this game is. <laughs> well, listen, 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 right? Listen. After five yeah, days so playing seven hours a day, it was yes. a tour. Oh, great. How about that? It was a tour. But all those Australians, you know, they were getting all excited because they got a hat-trick on the first day and they bowled out England for 200 and odd runs and thought they were in, you know, the driving seat, oh. you know. And then England, England, right, scored 517 for one in the second. Sorry, I've just heard the, <laughs> just heard the sound of a million iPods being <laughs> shut off. Look, I'm sorry, but there was a sentinel who was going, did you see the hat-trick in the shower box? Whatever. Whatever. We broke three world records, tell you. What was it, boring so everyone to death? <laughs> no! No. God, no, Alistair it's Cook. Alistair Cook. Listen, run on it is. The Alistair Cook. Side of the moon. Alistair Cook scored 235 not out, right? Oh, did he? I'm not oh, out. brilliant. Listen, 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 right? And on the on the last day, right? That nobody came to the ground. None of the Australians came. <laughs> there was no well, just, there. none of them turned up. None mean. of them turned up. No one turned up. The only the only people there were the English supporters cheering them on because <laughs> they thought they, there was no point in coming. So they. Oh, dude, can you imagine when they make a cricket video game? That's going to be sweet. <laughs> they should. Tiger do Woods that. has golf. They but Sean White's got snowboarding. Who would be the cricket? Well, they, they, there has been many have Brian, Lara, Brian Lara critic. Brian Lara and the actors. Really? Okay, maybe I just, we don't get them over here because they know really, there's just no point. Serious? Forget it. Who's going to release a cricket game in America? You don't even understand how to <laughs> play the game. Man, there's been loads of cricket games. There's See, that's the, no, seriously, I had no idea that there would never been a cricket game. There's been oh. loads of cricket games. Brian Can Lara, I just ask you something, Duke? Seriously, Brian Lara cricket was actually There's been loads good. of them. It's massive. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> uh, Duke, can I ask you a question, though? Do you play yeah. chess? Uh, I have. I suck at it. Well, well, cricket is a bit like chess on a big field, basically. Uh, That's replace easy. the pieces with, with a people and a bat and people, and people, and then replace like all. Um, Everything that's relevant to chess with stuff <laughs> with cricket, yeah, yeah, with weird rules about silly mid off and yeah. take away all the rules, all the but, a, but the, I understand there's a chance for serious injury because the ball is very hard and you can crack your skull. There is indeed. All yeah. right then, now you're talking my language. Yeah, Hold on. I just shoot fifty of those balls and shoot them out of guns into people's faces, and we got sport. The, you the want to see balls in people's faces? Is that what you're saying? Oh. Uh, it wouldn't be the first time this week. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> Don't be <laughs> hey? The worst. 
<laughs> the worst cricketing injury I ever saw. And he, he, he didn't actually, in the end, he didn't turn out that he was that injured. Uh, but there was oh, a... Dang it. I can't remember. It was either a Pakistani or an Indian West, uh, an Indian bowler. It was either a Pakistani right. Indian fast bowler. And as he was come, running into to bowl, he sort of tripped and he's, he turned his foot completely almost backwards. <laughs> thing and it just looked horrible like, you'd understand an injury in cricket with a ball but with yeah. Trippie, no, yeah. that's just a stupid injury. it was but it looked horrible you know when you see it, and he kept showing it in slow motion i was like oh god that's anyway horrible. anyway 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 so anyway moving, moving on moving cricket on. moving on forward. moving on okay i have got something gaming related well oh, finally yeah something interesting uh Go ahead. i've been playing assassin's creed 2 today <gasps> yeah so wait, you're Assassin's playing Assassin's Creed, Creed 2, Chinny's playing Fable 2, man, thanks for catching up everybody. Yeah. Well, there is some, there is a reason I was playing Assassin's Creed 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, yeah, not, not just because it was an old game. I, I was playing it on, on live, is, is how I've been playing <gasps> it. Do it! It isn't available. Well, to be honest with you, they're not very strict. They don't, they don't even want an address or anything. You just sign up and it'll allow yeah. you to log in. They don't want an address. You they're just, not bothered. What do they send you? Don't they have to send you stuff? Nope. Nope. Oh, All wow. you do is sign up, log in, and they just send you the client. You download that. You must have had horrible latency, though. Yes. A little oh. bit. Not terrible, though. That was the amazing thing. <laughs> yes, a little. No, it was great. It was no, sucked. it wasn't. I mean, it was playable. I could play it, um, wow. but it, there was a little bit. There was about a half second delay between me moving the mouse and. Oh, I'm sorry. I just thought of the advert on live. It's playable. No, <laughs> well, no. Just, just to sort of clarify, we're not meant to be using it in the UK. The so, you know, the servers are not optimized to travel across the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, <laughs> and I was using Wi-Fi, which again, he says, you know, you shouldn't use Wi-Fi. Anyway, if you want the, to get the best service. So there's all the three of those things that I shouldn't have been doing. And it isn't really available in the UK. So I'm telling a few fibs by using it because I've agreed oh, to the user stuff. Um, and to be fair, when I first logged in, it, it did warn me that I've got high latency and would probably have yeah. lag. So it did warn me before I even tried to so play it. you could play an online game like COD or something. No, not God, not. If not willing to take a little bit of latency. Not in this country, I don't think. <laughs> not in this country. Um gotcha. But yeah, I mean, the fact that it works at all, I was absolutely amazed because I thought, oh God, it's going to be just like jerky and horrible and, you know, really bad, you know, like a really bad laggy game. But it wasn't yeah. at all. It's it just oh, got right. a slight delay um, between what I was doing and what was appearing on screen. Uh, but the brag, brag clips, they work fine. I could look at all of those and see what people are putting up there. Uh, I could look at sort of all the stuff that's available on there, which was really cool. And you get a half an hour demo for each game that's available. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So See, you... that's one of the things that's really tempting about it. Like yeah. having that playable demo on instantly, right? You don't have to wait for nothing. No. Honestly to God, right, I clicked play on Assassin's Creed, and I was playing the game within 30 seconds of clicking play. That's great. It's very fast. And considering, like I say, that I shouldn't have even been playing it in this country... And the fact that it works at all is just amazing to me that it can actually work all the way across from there without so, servers being available close by. So you're playing it on your PC? Yeah. And do you have, I mean, your PC isn't really, I, well, you I don't know, know. is it that <laughs> state-of-the-art? Is it very new? No, How well, you know, you know, my graphics card is goosed. I can't even play Battlefield Heroes. And oh, it, wow. it, you know, then I start getting sort I know, yeah, yeah, of yeah, I mean, lines and stuff. So it's... you don't have some new fancy update? <laughs> no, no, definitely well, not. My, I, I have a decent computer, but it's goosed. 
Um, and I'll be honest with you, now interestingly, I didn't think it would use the graphics card at all really that much, but it did boot in and I could hear the fan going, luckily it wasn't the speed that it does when it's doing a proper game, but it did speed up and it was making a very uh, dangerous sounding rattling noise. Yeah. <laughs> so it did do I, that. I, I should give it a try because I didn't, I don't, you know, I mean, I got a Mac and it's kind of old, but yeah. it's worth a shot, I suppose. It worked brilliantly. I mean, and, and to be, I mean, don't get me wrong, I haven't got an HD monitor, so... You know, it wasn't in HD, but even even that, it still looked good on my crappy old PC. And it's free to sign up right now. Absolutely, no, it's it's out of beta now, so you can right, just sign right. up as a normal person. It costs and it literally you nothing. It costs you nothing, <laughs> and it basically yeah. takes you five minutes, if that, to sign up and log in. Five minutes. Well, sure, that. Oh, the client, the client, you know, the client they send you, the, the oh, busy the man, client. I have five minutes. Here come the add-ons. The software they send you to work I it. I got the micro-purchases going on next. The software they send you to work it is less than a meg. Software. It's eight, 800 kilobytes. Add-ons. Add-ons. Download software. What is this, the PS triple? <laughs> I don't no, like it. <laughs> there's no downloads. But yeah, 800 kilobytes, and it is so quick. I was just amazed at how fast it moved from one screen to the next. It's really, really impressive. Very impressed. Oh, did you? Cool. Uh, did you think this shit is nice? I did. I did indeed think this shit is nice. Okay. Uh, and the colors they're using are orange. And what's the other one? I don't have that clip. He doesn't have all those clips. Don't don't Damn they? It. Him. Yeah, do everything around here. Oh, I closed it. Shit. <laughs> Hang <laughs> on. No, Wait a minute. not loud. You're banned. <laughs> You're banned. Yeah, band. Um, but yeah, yeah no, I gotta fill in sometimes. Go ahead. Yeah. It was impressive. I'm, I'm impressed, and I mean, I, I've only literally. It was only I was just browsing on the internet uh, earlier tonight and saw somebody in the UK was was putting out. I think it was computer and video games, and they were saying they tried it out just to see if it would work in the UK, and it worked sort of okay. So for, this is bullshit. <laughs> so for, I'll give it a why not? I'll give it a whirl. So I literally only sort of jumped in for ten, fifteen minutes. So I haven't really had a chance to I mean you know, have a feel good go of it. The other thing is that it's I mean, you know, until they get the thing that you put on your T V I, I like being able to sit back in my chair and just relax while I'm playing a game. Well to be, I'm to, be fair, computer, to be fair, that's available in two days in America, is it the second yeah, I don't, I don't two days? Oh, oh you don't like two. By the time people days. hear this it'll be out, but I mean yeah, it right will. Now, it will be. Mate, look, you'll I mean, be two days though. Oh. Mate, you'll be two days I, old boy then you won't be in But two. I'll have to probably pay for that, won't I? $99, including control. $99? Screw that! See, what are they doing? See, that's how they get you. Here <laughs> come the add-ons. Just a minute, just a minute. That's only $40 in a normal game in America, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but I'm add-ons. saying, though. Like... Yeah, game. but that includes your control. How much does it cost for a, a new 360? And I don't know if I have any more spots to plug stuff look, on my TV. Look, play it on the PC for free and see what you well, think. Yeah. See what I have to look at their game library, too. And, make a difference. and they even include an HDMI cable, unlike 360 and PS3. You get all your connectors that you need. There you go. How about that? How about that? Anyway, anyway. Anyway, um, on live aside, on live aside, and I will give more of an assessment next week, and I'll see how bad it really is trying to play some games on there. Because I'm going to make make Quanrian very happy. Because because they have got Aliens vs. Predator on there, so I'm going to play the games on the on live. Uh, they've got Yo, I, need, I need to play some HD games while I'm rolling my caddy. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Look, we're not having both of you playing them, look. It's one or the other. That wasn't me. I'm not doing any No, more. that I'm was not... you. You're a liar. No, it wasn't. It really wasn't. Nah, it was Chinny, me. tell him. It was me. It was, it was me. me. God, I don't know. I'm confused now. Leave me alone. Playing clips. Um, <laughs> God. Help. Uh, help. You're surrounded. Help. Uh, um, I'll be...
Gay love. <laughs> oh, God. Please help me. <laughs> what were you going to say? You're going to be uh, very happy. Yes, because I'm going to play Aliens vs. Predator for half an hour and see what I think. Hey, uh, Every time I attempt. play Left 4 Dead 2, who's going, um, Chinny, you should really play uh, AVP, I'm, man, because I I'm, think you would appreciate you, you appreciate the level of depth and actually what they do. So, like, Corbett, I'm trying to play Left 4 Dead 2. <laughs> Tell me after. Uh, leave him alone, leave him alone. Leave him he loves that game. Thank you. Good lad. So, Chini, I believe you've been playing loads this week, so we'll get you out of the way. Oh, <laughs> you know, wow, packed. Packed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Like, I, I can't stop playing game. Yeah. You're going to pack. I heard you played Pac-Man. Um, yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I heard um, you the show. Uh, nothing. Like, nothing. <laughs> well, not <laughs> even a game. Nothing. Play Fable 2. <laughs> oh god, that's a new game. God, tell us all about it. What was it like? Basically, you Fable Two, and it's it's fantasy and funny and stuff. Um, Art no, I, I've been away to Stockton and Newcastle. Yes, I was caught in the snow, six inches deep, uh, and the snow as well. Um, <laughs> lol. So oh. I haven't really been playing much. I've been watching a lot of Flight of the Concords. But I haven't. Yeah. Thank you, But uh, I haven't really been playing Ooh, games. Go. I have got split seconds, so maybe I should talk about that next week. Yeah, no, that'll um, be fine. We'll do that. And uh, I got Lost Planet Two coming. I know, ugh, but like it was all the other ones was like new, and they didn't send me the new ones. Mm-hmm. So. That's hey, I'm with you, dude. There you go. Game rental online places. So, nothing nothing for me. Nothing for you. Okay, Duke. God, I hope you've been playing something. I have been playing stuff. First, I need to complain about Gamefly since we're talking about online rental places. Oh, my God. Okay, first of all, they got <laughs> DJ Hero back from me like three days ago. We never right? played now, that. You were meant to be playing with me online. You never sent me an I invite. I played a little bit, and then I was like, it sat in my room for a week, and I'm like, you know what? Apparently, I'm not playing this right now, so I wanted to go ahead and finish it. But you know what? I, when, as soon as I find it used, I'll probably buy it, so it's no big loss right now. Okay. Um, so I sent it back, and I figured I would send it back before I finished Singularity so that I'll have something to play, something new to play once Singularity gets done. They had it for like three days, and it's been the Thanksgiving weekend here, so maybe things aren't moving as fast as usual. Oh, definitely. But, I mean, come on. Come what on. I'm trying to say is, come on. <laughs> um, no, I've got three games on my Gamefly queue right now. Star Wars KOTOR 2, availability, oh. very low. Rapstar, availability low. And James Bond Bloodstone, availability low. They haven't sent me anything yet. I don't know How what many games have you? Is that, that the, they the only games you've got on your rental list? Yes, I want like, one you've of got to have games. you've got to have a minimum of ten. No, I don't. No, it might not. No, non game. No, though. you don't have to, but you, you you've got it. it this is advice. I know, I know. But then, but then, Greg DeLacy said, only put games on that you actually really want. Yeah, but then you have I got Halo Reach. It's putting ten on. Yeah, but then you've got to wait. You've got to wait till they come available. So you might have to wait a while for them. I don't want to wait. That's why. I don't <laughs> you could, yeah, but you could rent a game that you're not really waiting for. Um, I know. While I'm waiting for the, other one. the space, I know, I know. while you wait for the other. I know, but here's the thing that really bugs me. So I was looking at Def Jam Rap Star, and then I was looking because it's like availability low, and then they had this cute little thing at the top that scrolls all the time, newly restocked games, and it says Rap Star. I was like, what? And then I realized, oh wait, that's for the Wii. So I click on it, and the availability on the Wii is high. You know like, what? Is that? <laughs> Prejudice. <laughs> 
No, I'm not being funny, right? I'm not being funny. Want to rap? We know that Real Gang's got some Fat Joe, some uh, some ballin'. I'm not being funny, right? But people who play the Wii don't want to rap, so there's gonna be loads of them available. Well, but I'm saying though, why don't they have more copies? Uh, because they have to pay for those. They have to pay. Go on. So what else? What have you actually been playing? So that's what I'm not playing. Uh, What I have been playing, uh, I played some, a friend of mine at the, we have a Saturday afternoon gather, a Saturday evening gathering for like friends Thanksgiving. Don't lie, you're LARPing, you're LARPing. I was LARPing. We were LARPing Thanksgiving. It was like role-playing Thanksgiving. Like, (laughs) hey, what did you pretend to bring? I (laughs) pretended to bring some potatoes. Um. But a friend of mine had an iPad there, and I had never seen wow. one in the flesh. So oh, I like, yeah. yeah. I played with an iPad in Newcastle. Carry on, Duke. Uh, well, hey, great minds do things at the same time with new technology. Uh, and so I was like, can I just see any, any games? He's like, oh, you should play this Rage game. And I was like, oh, oh snap. Stu's talking to me. It's it's very impressive looking. There's no doubt about it. I was, you know, hey, these graphics look great, no doubt. But the controls are so annoying. It works. The- I must admit, it works well on the on the little iPod Touch because you you can hold it in your hands and it's easy to move it left and right. You know, with oh, touch man. control. I'm guessing with an iPad that would be quite difficult to do. It's thumbs. It's virtual thumbsticks. And oh, it's, I hate see, I use- it. No, I'm using. Because you can't really control all your movement. It moves you. It's on rails, so it yeah. moves you sort of along the way. But then you have um, some movement within that, and it's just so wonky. And I was like, ah. Yeah, no, there's none of that with the with the touch version because you just use the motion. So right. you, all you do is hold it in your hands like a yeah. like an aeroplane steering that makes, wheel. Right, that makes more and sense. And tilt it back, side to side to go left and right, and then tilt it backwards and forwards to look up and down, and it yeah. it just works really well. Sure, sure. I can see that. So anyway, yeah. that was kind of fun. And he said, uh, and, and we were like, you know, this was, I don't know, probably about 15, 20 minutes after everybody had finished eating. So we were sort of in that, you know, oh, we're digesting. We're very full. Let's, you know, chat about stuff mode. And I realized that I was being very antisocial. So I was like, you know what? If I, He's like, you should see Angry Birds. I was like, if I start playing that, I know I will not stop. So you know what? I'm going to leave it for now. And someday later, I'll play other games on it. But it was fun. It's cool to see it, you know, and sort of see what's going on with that. And anyway, so I finished Singularity. Yep. Yeah. Now I didn't. I didn't finish that. I'm not finished. Never it. finished it. Oh. No. And I got the wheel. There's apparently some Easter egg that I stumbled into, and it's like this wheel that's sitting in the middle of this room. Oh, I didn't get that. Yeah, it's. I didn't even. I wasn't even trying. I just sort of happened to wander into it, and it said achievement. You found the wheel. I'm like, what? So, and then somebody sent me a message saying, hey, did you find the Easter egg? And I'm like, ah, I don't feel like going looking for Easter eggs. And uh. Oh, no, no, Link Stu said it, yeah. So, anyway, I, uh, yeah, it said, achievement unlocked, you found the wheel. I was like, okay, whatever. Um, so, yeah, it was fun, and, uh, you know, I don't know if I totally understand the ending, but I guess I shouldn't spoil it, because Stu hasn't finished it yet. The ending's uh, got uh, plot holes. Yeah, well, I figured uh, it did. I wasn't yeah. sure if I was meant to be a little confused, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, it was, it was well, well, Do you know, funnily enough, we're going to talk about that later. We are going to talk about it. We are going to talk about um, it later. So, whatever. It was fun, and I had a good time with it. It was uh, a good shooter. I kept running out of ammo. What a surprise. And, yeah, I didn't ever have to switch it to easy because I was worried I might have to do that at a certain point. But, you know, nice variety of enemy types and what have you. Yeah, so I loved I it. Did you, did you like the homing gun? I love that thing. Oh, yeah, the homing gun was, was great. Awesome. Oh, you mean the, the thing where you get to control the bullet? Yeah, weapon? that was That's awesome. That's the best part of the game. It is. That's it is. magnificent. Yeah. Because you... 
you're kind of once you get the hang of it. It's, when I first tried it, I'm like, what is going on? I don't understand. But then when you get it, you're like, oh, I'm a badass. One shot, one kill. Don't, don't you think? Don't, don't you think that's a bit too complicated? Because we ain't doing geometry. We try to play some <laughs> game. I agree. There is a little geometry involved. There so is. About that. Um, anyway, but it, no, it was a lot of fun, and I, I thought, you know, it was, it was really good, and uh, yeah. So I finished that, and I was sort of looking around at my games, and I thought, hey, I'm interested to see this other ending of Fallout New Vegas. So I put that back in, and I realized I hadn't been to all the places on the map. So I leveled up to the point where I could unlock the perk, where the Explorer perk, you know, where everything is revealed to you. Sweet. And I started exploring, and I, it's probably because I did most of the story stuff the first time through, but it felt like every place I went to, there was nothing there. It was like an empty camper or an abandoned house or an office building with a few little mini stories, you know, in the, like, emails that somebody yeah. left behind email or whatever. But mostly it was just sort of wandering from one place to another with no, nothing really happening. And it felt – I spent, like, two hours doing that. I'm like, this is kind of boring because all these places have nothing in them because I guess I went to all the most interesting places. But I will say that Vault 34 is very interesting. There's a really good story. It's not an actual quest quest in the sense of, like, here's the – you know, that sound <laughs> – but you find this group of body, you know, skeletons and the entrance to Vault 34, and then it basically says, like, you need to find out what happened here. And, it, and you do, cool. and you go exploring in it, and you find out at the very end what happened, and you're like, whoa, that's kind of messed up. So I thought that was really good. They did a good job telling that story. And I reached level 30, which I hadn't done before in Fallout New Vegas. And I'll say that, you know, when you, finish, when you reach level 30 in Fallout 3, you feel like a omnipotent badass, right? I mean, I, I felt that way. Mm-hmm. You feel like there's really nothing. You know, even the Death Claws, you, you pretty much take down pretty easily mm-hmm. when you reach level 30. But on this one, it's really different. I was still freaked out every time I saw a Death Claw. Every time I even saw a giant Rad Scorpion, I was like, oh, God, do I have enough ammo to deal with this right now? And I don't know. I, I, I mean, when I got to the last boss on this one, I was out of stim packs, and I had been not really planning very well. So I was just like, you know what? I'm dropping it to easy to finish this last part. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of frustrating because I don't like having to drop it. I didn't think that the Fallout 3 needed that at any point, but I guess they're trying to make it a little tougher. So, Which, looking back on New Vegas and 3 now, would you say 3 is more enjoyable? Well, yeah, not necessarily because, when I mean, the thing, that, the, the, the thing is that, okay, Fallout 3 did give me that more rewarding, like, you can conquer anything, go anywhere, take care of anything on your own. And, you know, that, that feeling of power. But Fallout New Vegas certainly has a lot more uh, factions and things to do in terms of, you know, exploring. There was this mountain I had never really encountered the first time around. So, and there's super mutants there and all sorts of stuff. You don't see many super mutants in the rest of the game. So, so there, I, I do still feel that, like, you know, Fallout New Vegas has a whole lot of stuff in it. Uh, and I feel like probably even more of a variety. I'd say the big difference is this. Whereas, and I, I don't know if I could really rank one or the other, uh, uh, above or below. But what I will say is this. Fallout 3, I think, did a good job of, like, when you came to a town, something sort of presented itself. You remember that time when you find that kid, and he's like, please help me find my daddy? There were yeah. some bugs or something, right? And then there's that oh, right, yeah. one, right? That was a good way of telling that story, and this whole thing unfolded. There's much less of that in Fallout New Vegas. It's much uh-huh. more like you got to go around. To, it's like a sort of standard RPG thing. You got to go find people, and they'll mention that. Oh, you know, yeah, I yeah. lost. 
cattle or whatever it is, and then you go on the quest from there. So I think I like it better in Fallout 3 because it's a little more welcoming. It's a little more like, here's the hook to drag you in. And then, you know, like when you get to Arafu in Fallout 3, the guy's shooting at you and you're like, what's going on? And then he's like, I'm sorry, you know, let's talk about it. And then you get drawn into the story. So I wish they had more of that in New Vegas, but whatever. Um, yeah, I, you know, I still have more sto- more ways to play the game, so I'm sure I'll be doing it again. Right now I'm at 60 hours, but I'm sure that'll keep going up. But for now, I'm, I'm pretty much done with it because I went to almost every spot and, uh, yeah, I need a break. For a while. So that was a fair amount of time then. So anything else you've been playing? One last thing was Saints Row 2 because I sort of stopped halfway through that game. So I picked – I was like, you know what? I want to finish this. And there's a lot of game in that, man. Yeah, there is. The first one, there were three different gangs you were fighting against. And in this one, I think there's four plus this company that's sort of playing the field among all the different gangs. And so I was dealing with the Ronin – and the sword fighting mechanism is kind of dumb in Saints Row 2 because you got to time it right and it's hard to figure out when to block and all this other stuff. But, you know, that's still a really fun game. It's driving around crazy. It's it's GTA without all the good story and, you know, exposition yeah. and character. And it's just it's hop just on fun. your thing. And, uh, it is fun. It's a really fun game. And there's some funny moments. And so, yeah, I, uh, I'm going to have fun with it. I'm going to finish that up soon and then see what Gamefly decides to finally send me. There you go. Who knows what that might be. I've, uh, Roll the dice, man. I've missed, I've missed a game, by the way. Oh, yeah? Oh. What, 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 what? Played Crazy Taxi on the Xbox Live Arcade. Ah, uh, man. Yeah. How does it stand yeah. up to your memories? Yeah. Well, I liked Crazy Taxi. Yeah? But I can't believe I played it for very long because <laughs> it's just kind of dull. It's the same thing over and over. <laughs> it's just like driving around. Well, we, our it's expectations were much lower back then, so yeah, we accepted it. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a game designed for the arcade, so, you know, it'll sell on nostalgia, I think. It's it's okay. I mean, it still feels fine. It's fun. But, like, man, like, I'll pay... I'll, 800 points could go... You could spend 800 points better elsewhere. Well, you, you could do, it, especially the with demo, the right? with the sales at the moment. You know, with Explosion yeah, oh, Man for 160 gosh. points. I came, and... Well, I came really close to buying uh, San Andreas for $5. Yeah, yeah. Deal. There's some good deals on there at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, Explosion Man is a better... better worth Trials HD for 160 yeah. points? Jeez, yeah. that's a bargain. Uh, Jenny, we, did we... you ever play the Simpsons Road Rage game? Yes. I like that. I thought that was fun, and everyone's like, "It's a rip off of Crazy Taxi." I never played Crazy Taxi, so just like, yes. uh, they're similar. Yeah, I think it's just more the way the the car controls that kind of, you know, like over ex, like steering, like you steer, and it just like flips for one side. Right, to the other. exactly. And yeah. you're ferrying people around, and all yeah, that. it's similar to that kind of thing. But it, uh, it's it's fun, but I wouldn't play it for more than an hour, and then I'd be done with it. I, I can't believe I played it for very long when I was little, but I was little. Like I said, you know, stuff back then, your expectations were way lower, yeah. so you accepted stuff because that's that's what there was to play, wasn't it? It does feel like an arcade game. Yeah. Feel- yeah. Um, yeah, as far as me, okay, I've finished Deadly Premonition. It's done. Deadly <gasps> Premonition. It's, it's deadly done. and it's Premonition. Yeah, a couple thing. of things, couple of things. First of all, first of all, I did say last week, so I need to correct myself because I found something out that I didn't know. You know when I said you couldn't wait, you know, or couldn't make time go quicker? Right. Well, that's not strictly true. You can. Uh, uh-huh. So I must apologize because I've given duff information. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, in, in my inventory, I had had a pack of cigarettes. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, I kept picking them up and I had no idea what they were for. I just thought, you know, Japanese cigarettes, they always have them in there, don't they? Thank uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, when I read the description of the cigarettes, it says, helps the time go quicker. So like, <laughs> huh, what does that do then? Nice. So, I, so I, I lit one up and it takes you into sort of like the menu screen and the clock is behind you with the time on it and it's just flying round fast forward. And basically, wherever you back out is the time that it will be in the game. So you mm. can just fast forward time to whenever you want. Well, so you can, so you can skip. You know, well, you don't have you to go. drive around aimlessly for three hours waiting for your next, <laughs> for your next yeah. mission start. So for me, for the first twelve hours, I didn't do any of that until I realised you could. Anyway, yeah. that's a bit of an aside. So just to let you know, you can do that. They have accounted for that in there. Um, ending. Okay, I sort of loved it and hated it all at the same time. Mmm, All at the same time. Um, it had, there was a point, okay, there was a point towards the end, I'm not going to give any spoilers or anything like that, but there was a point yeah, at now the end. Now a lot of people are about to start playing listen, this. Listen, listen, there was a point at the end that I would have said was almost on a par with the end of Seven. You know, with, oh my goodness. Of, with shock factor. What's in a box? Yeah, it wasn't like quite like that, but it was shocking, to say the least. I was like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> It was pretty darn shocking, I have to say. So I, I had that. a friend coming out of seven. He goes, oh, "I saw that coming." I was, no, you didn't. You lying asshole. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I definitely didn't see this coming. I thought I'd figured out who the killer was, and I got it completely wrong. So I made a complete balls of that. I thought Just I like knew me with the uh, heavy rain. Yeah, I thought I knew who'd done it, and I had no idea who'd done it. So that was completely wrong, which was cool. <laughs> um, but oh god, now did that have a consequence for you in the game? Like, no, because of heavy rain, it's like accuse somebody and then. You no, no, up. there was none of that. I didn't have to accuse anyone. Okay. It's pretty linear in that respect. It just, you know, it just plays out the story, which was fine. I have no issues with that. Um, but it had two of the worst boss fights in the history of games. God, oh, just truly terrible, truly terrible. I mean, have you ever seen the film Wreck? R E C Wreck. Nope. Foreign nope. film. Um. They did do an American remake called, uh, oh, oh, God, what was it called? Uh, not Infected, but it was something like that. Uh, Quarantine. Quarantine, there you oh, go. Yeah, I heard about that. My Quarantine. It. Yeah, it was a remake uh, in America called Quarantine. But basically, there's a point in that film near the end where I felt was the natural end of the film. You know, where... where oh, like Lord uh, of the Rings. Yeah, and it sort of carried on for a bit longer, and you thought, you know, they could have just stopped it at that point, and I would have been happy. Yeah, like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like Lord of the Rings. Anyway, I, that's exactly how I felt with this game because I had this boss fight, right, which was terrible, and then I thought, oh, that's got to be the end. And then there was another boss fight, and I was oh, just geez. like, oh, God, it's that's Bayonetta. A, the only thing worse than ending end. a game with a bad boss fight is to end it with two. What is it with the Japanese and their <laughs> obsession with having boss fights because they've done such a cracking job, right? In addition to that, right, it had this major problem because... Once you went into the last section, which lasted about an hour, the last section of the game, there was no save points, proper save points, and you couldn't get access to any of this. Because basically you have a case, so anything where you've got more than you can carry, you can transfer, you can pick it up and put it in this case instead. right? Yeah. So, And then when you get, if you run low on ammo, you can go and top up from your case because you've put everything you couldn't hold in there. So that's cool. At no point did you get that. There was no more health to pick up anywhere. Jeez. Right. Like Bioshock. Oh, and it has sort of. It's got like an auto. It's got a really cool auto save function, so you never go back too far. If you get killed, you maybe only go back about 
a minute, two minutes at the most. It doesn't take... That works against you in a situation like this. But the trouble is, every time it respawns you, and your, your health is exactly the same. So I went into the last section with about a third of my health bar. To get that was through. the nice thing about Singularity. They, they, re- they, you get full health every time you yeah, have yeah. to start over. So I had about a third of the health bar right up until the end of the game, right? Oh, boy. Oh, God. And there was this section, right? And it, it, it sort of is a spoiler, but I'm going to tell you anyway. <laughs> There's this it's section. Spoiler, it doesn't okay. spoil the story, so it's nothing to do with the story as such, right? But you have this creature, right, that can run on the side of walls coming after you. Massive thing, right? Mm, like Alien 3. Right? Okay. And he's sort of chasing you down, and it fires fireball things at you, and you have to press B to dodge them, right? As it's, and you're running down these endless stairs, it feels like. And to run, right, it's like uh, track and field. So you basically have to waggle. Are you pushing the buttons? No, you have to waggle your left sort of thumbstick backwards and forwards really fast Oof, to yikes. run. And obviously, the faster you waggle it, the faster you run, right? So you're doing that. It's a pretty dumb mechanism. Listen, you're doing that. Not this less- thing's chasing you. And then it had quick time events, that, which oh, wasn't geez. just one button, but it was a combination of all four buttons. Get it, man. Right, to dodge its attacks, right? And, right, we're going into that section. I'd restarted to get the game six times in total. Oy. Right, I'd only restarted six times in 20 hours, 18 hours, or whatever, right? But by the end of the game, you restarted end, how many times? 36. Oh, man. I was, do you know what? I got to the point where I nearly didn't finish it, but I thought, do you know what? I've played it for nearly 20 hours. There is no way I am not finishing this game. Absolutely no way. And and I think it's the most single-minded I have ever been playing a game. Oh, yeah? uh, but I got to the end and I got there. And I, I think had I had a bit more yeah, health, had I had a bit more health, it wouldn't have been such an issue. But well, because yeah. I had so little health left, I was just like, oh god. And it was excruciating. The final boss fight, luckily, there was a little trick that I figured out where I didn't take any damage off this final boss because it was that easy to overcome. Oh, but you won't give that spoiler for somebody who might face this boss in the yeah, future. Yeah, no, I won't give that spoiler. But there was a way of doing it <laughs> where... Well, I can't really tell too much because obviously it might spoil the actual... Yeah, I know, story. I know. I'm just um, but there was a way I figured out that I could do it without actually dying. But then I got to the final bit, right? This is another thing that's so... There's this huge thing that you have to fight, right? And you have to wear it down, obviously. It's got a health bar that goes down by about a half a centimetre at a time. So it took forever, 10 minutes, right, to wear it down to none. And then, right, you get this weird quick time where you have to jump on it and run up. But you, there's no indication as to what to do. And it threw me off, right? And then its health bar filled right back up to the top again. And I was just like, no. So, yeah, I went on YouTube to find out what you did on that last bit, so I didn't have to do that again. Ah, uh, the internet. It was the only time that I looked at any walkthrough or anything, but I thought, there is no way I'm, I'm wearing it down again like that. I'm not finishing it, so. But think how we have that now. I remember what it was oh, like before God. that. And it was like, if you didn't have a friend who had played it, you were screwed. I wouldn't have figured out. I would not have figured out what the last thing I had to do, and it was a little one thing, so it wasn't like a big thing, and it was like a second that would be to... an awesome movie showing somebody in that situation and they're like really frustrated and they go to the internet and they get the YouTube video and they're watching it and just as the video is getting to the point that explains what to do, <laughs> their internet crashes. Yeah. Like, ah. <laughs> so Give that's it. Zone no more talk about Deadly Premonition. That's it. I'm done. But it was good. It was really, really good and the story was brilliant. I loved the, like I say, it's worth playing just for the, some of the scenes that happen. And the yeah. twist, there's a, there's a couple of really good twists that I was really impressed with. You know, plot twists that I just didn't see coming. 
Yeah. So well, I understand uh, Service Lizard's written a huge thing about it, so I look forward to reading that. Yeah, yeah. So it is impressive. So it is impressive. I can't, I can't recommend it enough, really, uh, from well, a sort not. of story three weeks point in a row. You've been I know. Story point of view. But it's still horrible to play. Anyway. Okay. Okay, I'll tell you what else I've been playing. I played the Saw 2 demo. Saw oh, my God. Oh. I didn't even know there was a Saw 2 demo out. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> well, I watched Saw for the first time over Thanksgiving. Oh, break. how did you find that? It's a great film. It was all right. I don't know if I'd call it. I wouldn't call it great. The original I mean, was good. It's good. It's definitely good. It was, you know, some food for thought and some interesting plot twists did, did, I didn't did, see coming. Did you, know, did you know Danny Glover only played in that film as a favor to the director? Really? Yeah. Because I was yeah. surprised to see him in it. I was like, yeah. I heard something about that at one point, but he's a good actor. I can't so. remember exactly, but the, the guy called in a favor. Or there was some reason. It was some weird reason that he was in it. I had never cheered for Danny Glover so hard in my life. Yeah. Come on, get him! So did, uh, you, did you get the twist? Did you, did you work out the twist at the end of that? Oh yeah, I understood the twist. I didn't no, no. Did you it. did you work it out before the end? No, of course not. Did you not? Oh, I did. I mean, there's a number of twists. So. No, no. The the big one, the last. I think the, I know which one final. you're talking about. I know I did not work it out beforehand. He's on the floor, right? There you go. I was thinking though, and it, you know, part of me says a very small part of me. I should watch the whole thing again. No, I'm not going to be doing that. No, it's no. good. But, uh, the first and yeah. second saw film. Yeah, it's good. I will say it's good. I'm glad I saw it. I, you know, I don't really have any interest in seeing the rest of them. But the thing is that, like, my wife always goes to see her dad during Thanksgiving, so I end up alone. And two years ago, I just I started this tradition of eating ramen in the dark while watching a horror movie. So it was Red Dragon, and then it was Silence of the Lambs, and then this year it was Saw. There you go. There you go. go. Uh, Yeah. um, Yeah, Saw Two. It's not good. It really wasn't good. Saw Two's fine. It's not. No, 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 the game he's talking about. The, oh. the game. Oh, so, right, the sorry. game. Come it, on. It was terrible. Really, yeah. really terrible. What's it was, bad acting, bad graphics? A bit of everything, really. A bit of everything. It was just bad acting. Animation, it just walked really weirdly. It was just a very odd-looking game, and it was just really mean. You know, I got to the, I got to the same bit. You know, the bit you got. Of in. course, it's mean. It was gonna be nice. I know. You have you to kill someone to save yourself. Eh. But it was gross as well. He had to cut his own eyeball open to get a key. Oh, out. who would have thought that it was a gross game? Saw two yeah. the game. I wasn't expecting gross. I was expecting well, Kirby. Tinny, you know the bit you got to in the demo at Eurogame, where that axe came down in the doorway and killed you. Ah. Yeah. Well, I got to the same bit and got killed, so I was like, right, I'll see. I'm like, <laughs> turn that off. Um. I also played CSI Fatal Conspiracy Demo as well. Ah. Like, tries to see the world through Chinny's eyes. I'm not being funny, right? But it makes Deadly Premonition look like an Oscar winner. Oh, oh no, you did. Oh, God, the acting in that is just oh. atrocious. Yeah, I've said oh, this all along. Terrible. No, no, no. Not on. Ooh, it's on, all right. right. Get this, right? You know what? what's even worse Here about Here we go. That? You know what's even worse, right? The, you know the camera does a pan of the crime scene? Yeah. It was lagging. It had it like frame rate issues. I'm like, it's only panning around the crime yeah, scene. How could you frame fine. rate issues? Finding about minor aesthetic details. Cheers, love. But <laughs> the, the thing is, like, they they don't put any effort into those games. They, they don't. Make them. They make them on the PC and they port them over. They don't care. They must have one guy doing it, right? And like, I just used you. Uh, you should be a big, you know, guy supporter of this. I don't look at all that. I just kind of enjoy kind of finding out and figuring out the uh, the murder mystery. Let me so. ask you this, Stu, because apparently it's relevant. How much did you pay for this game? For what? For the CSI thing. I didn't buy it. I only played the demo. 
Was- well, all right. When we play a game that's 80 points, you always say, what do you expect for 80 points? So what do you Although, expect? Although, to be fair, okay, just to be just to clarify, I did actually look how much it was yeah. to buy. And, and to be fair, 24 quid or something? it was 13 quid. Yeah. <laughs> there you there go. You go. It was they know it's a bargain. And it's a bar- you get what you pay for. Well, they know what it is. They know that it's just uh, like a cheap pool, and they know that not many people like it. But the people that do play it enjoy them because they're just something different. Yeah, I may, I may just give it another go. I couldn't. It's I fine. Really... They're fine. If you if you look past Stu, look past the graphics. Well, it wasn't even that. Even the, even the control interface was hard. Oh to yeah, get it's horrible because it's put uh, from a PC. They just yeah, they don't put any effort into it. They just put a cursor, and you control the cursor with the. The, the analog stick instead of a mouse. Yeah, it's always it. to say like press the X button. You're like, what? No, no, the other X button. I mean, th- the they, if they had a team working on this for like two months, they could make it so much better. But, but they don't. They just put them out. But on. even even right, okay, even the dialogue right. There's a bit right. You question a suspect, right, right, and you you say to it, one of the questions you can ask is, uh, did you know your flatmate used drugs, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she says, oh, yeah, she smokes a bit of pot every now and again. Sort of and then it gives you the option to ask her, you know, press her further or whatever. So you sort of say, are you sure that's all it was? Right? And then she went, oh, well, you know, you know, she did take cocaine just, to, just for recreational use, right? And then the next thing she says is, oh, she was so heavily into drugs, they were just all over the place. I'm like, how does it go from... <laughs> Smoking a bit of pot to be suddenly this major drug addict. Aren't you a cop though? Because they're not going to open up right away, man. She opened up with three questions and then. Well, that's the thing. You kept pressing her. She was nervous. (laughs) Obviously, and I was just like, "Oh god." Yeah, some of the dialogues a bit ropey, but the 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 murders themselves, the story itself, is I think it's well written. Murder. Chinny's the most interested in just the murder. There's a murder. That, that yeah. You could tell that like these these must have been scripts that are like kind of on the back on the shelf for the for the for the uh, <laughs> show. Into CSI monster. or CSI Las Vegas or CSI Miami or, or CSI CSI Wolverhampton. Well, this but, is uh, Las, it's the Las Vegas one. This is some weird woman. That's the thing. It got passed by all these six TV shows, and then like, okay, yeah, I guess yeah. you can yeah. use it. There's just like oh, these scripts don't really work. Let's just kind of tie it together and just put it in the video game. Whatever, who cares. Okay. Yeah, it does. It does feel a bit like that. There was there was one redeeming feature which I did like. Go on. In the opening bit, it actually had it. You know, with the written by, directed by, starring, and all that stuff was coming up like a proper episode of the show. And I thought, oh, that's quite cool. It's quite aesthetic. Yeah. So the the saving grace is a minor aesthetic detail. Yeah, it is. It is. (laughs) It is. I'm sorry. I'm the same way. I'm with you on that. That's cool. I'm sorry. I quite like that. It's quite cool. Oh, I like it. I know they're terrible. I always come on this show saying they're terrible, but I still like them. First to admit it. Yeah. Okay, can I ask you two guys? Have you no. ever played a bit trip game? Nope. Yes. Trip? Bit trip? No. Yeah. I don't <laughs> no. know. Have you or haven't you? I don't know. Bit I trip. need an adult. Okay. <laughs> it. I was sort of browsing the Wii sort of marketplace. Right. And That's trouble. And they've started adding demos to stuff which they didn't have before. Right. And one of the demos was Bit Trip Fate, which is a new Bit Trip. Yeah, game. the Bit Trip games are very popular. Yeah. So I was like, huh, what is this? So I, I was actually quite impressed with it. I've never played a Bit Trip game, but it's like cool, sort of techno y, dancey type music. 
And he's got that great mechanic, which I always love of sort of... Arcanics? No. Stuff you stuff you do in the game actually affects the music, so it adds oh, sort nice, of yeah. notes and things like that in. And yeah. it's basically just the weirdest thing, though. You're on like a ribbon, if you will, like a line. Your character that's yeah. sort of wavy and goes up and down, a bit like a, I don't know, it's just odd. So you're sound attached. Wave. Yeah, a bit like a sound wave. You're attached to it, and but it's then a sort of a twin stick shootery type thing at the same time. Uh, and you're shooting all these things that are obviously coming towards you, and you can go forward or backwards, but the screen's always moving. The screen's always moving. So you sort of, if you move too far forwards, you have to wait for the screen to catch up. Right. So that was quite impressive, and it was quite an interesting mechanic. Uh, right. But once I really got into it, I really started to enjoy it. The first couple of times I got killed really quickly, and then I started to get my head around how to play it, yeah. and I quite enjoyed it. And I loved the interaction with the, the stuff you're shooting and the music and the noises it makes. Cool. Uh, so I was quite impressed with that. So I played that, and then the last play... No, wait, can you buy this after you try the demo? Yeah, you can buy it with... Did you? No, did I? Of course You not. have to have Nintendo Wii points, whatever the hell they are, so no, I haven't got they're any. probably very different from Microsoft Xbox No, they're just points. the same. You just buy them from store, <laughs> right. I think, you know. Anyway, in denomination. Anyway. You can't be bothered. The last game I played was... A, it's got a very odd title, and you may well have played it. I did send you the sort of link, whether you got around to it or not. Who's you? You, as in Duke. Oh, okay. As in you. Go ahead. As in you. Uh, I'll tell you if I've played it. Elomilo, I think is the way you pronounce it. Oh, no, you sent me the link. I've downloaded it, but I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Yeah. I got a new printer and everything went balls up yesterday. Elomilo. Uh, yeah, basically, yeah, it was really good. It looks cute. It's really clever. Uh, basically, it's an Xbox Live Arcade game, and it's a Microsoft studio, so it is oh. sort of produced by Microsoft. But they've done this really weird thing. So instead of it appearing in the arcade as normal arcade games do, they've set up a website where you go to. You put in like the you know like a security code thing, and then it gives you an Xbox Live code. And when you redeem it, you get the demo of the game and obviously an option to buy it for eight hundred points. So they're trying to drag you into the website, I guess. Yeah, it's a it's a really cool way of doing it. It's sort of like and the the site's called something like Super Secret Game or something like that. It's called. Um. But it's a really nice game. It's sort of a co-op puzzler. And the the basic point of it is you, there's two characters on screen and you have to bring them together by you know overcoming all the little puzzles to get to each other. Um, so do you have to play it co-op or can you play it? No, no, you can play it on your own, but then you have to. It's a bit like, do you remember when we played uh, Tara Tara? I was just about to ask, yeah. So you it's switch little, between them. You have to switch between the characters okay. to sort of, but you can play it in co-op as two people. That's cool. Yeah, so that's really cool. And get... So if you're playing co-op as two people, does it do that thing where it splits the screen, or is it all I don't just know. on I haven't tried it. All, all the time? I haven't tried it. I was going to try it with my daughter, but I just haven't had the chance, so I'm going to see if it... But saying it, playing a single player, when you switch between them, do no, you, when you does switch it move between... the camera? Or... No, it, yeah, it just moves the camera to the other character, so there's you. no split screen or anything of that nature. Um, but there's some really cool... It's all about perspective puzzles as well, which I was quite impressed with. So basically, at the corner of some... Because you've seen... I, I, I don't think Chinny will have seen this, maybe. Um, yeah. But they're like... It, they're each sort of puzzle set in blocks, if you will. So there's sort yeah. of a load of geometric... Oh, geometry, there you go. Geometry? Yeah, geometry. Uh, oh, not stupid to it. Yeah, a load of blocks. <laughs> oh, stupid oh. to it. Oh, it's yeah. such a lowbrow thing to be yeah. doing. And... But on the corner of some of them, you get like a little arrow, and when you go on that, it switches you to the next plane, so it'll turn the puzzle around in effect. So the other character could be upside down to your perspective then in that in that respect. Um, 
And it's cool. There's like you stand on a block and it's got little doors on, and this little weird dude comes out in an aeroplane to tell you what to do. That weird dude has a name. Yeah. Do you know what he's called? No. No, I have no idea. But some weird dude, you know. And he, 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 I love his sort of intonation. So he comes out and he sort. It's a bit like Lego characters. You know, he sort of just goes, and he sort of prints out on screen what he's saying. So I was, I was, that was really cool. And he just tells you how. Yeah, and he just so, and it's, facing hard times, you know. They it rem- it reminded me of a really old little, you know, an old sort of kiddies cartoon or you know mm-hmm. children's TV show from the seventies, you know. And I really liked it. It's really good. It's got a lot of sort of little big planet type textures, you know, sort of things look like velvet and fluffy and stuff like that. Now, yeah, I was very impressed. It's definitely worth a looking. What I'll do is I'll put up a link in the show notes. So if anyone wants to go and. So to give it a go, I'll put a link to the to the site where you can get a code from. Um, but I don't, yeah, I don't know whether they're going to actually re- ever release this as a proper game on the arcade, or whether this is just the way it's going to be. You know, you've it's got unlikely to... they would always keep it a secret. I mean, Microsoft can make money off of something. It seems like they inevitably do. Yeah, but I'm assuming it's some sort of they were attempting some sort of viral marketing. Yeah. You know, to get people interested, and you know, right, it's right. it's definitely worked for me. I thought it was very, very cool. And I've tweeted it and put it up on Facebook. So it's also on those if you follow us on the uh, Veteran Gamers UK on both. So there you go. Yay. So if anyone's interested in looking for it, that's where you'll find the link. That's right. So there you go. Uh, right, I think it's time to take a quick break. Uh, listen to Quamrian for this week, and then we'll talk a bit about that when we come back. game review. Review. This is Michael Quigley, also known as Quanrian on Xbox Live. This week I'm going to be looking at The Tempora of the Dead. This game is harkening back to the old NES days. So for anybody out there who misses games like Ninja Gaiden and Contra and all that good stuff, you may actually really enjoy this game. And from what I can tell, this game is actually beginning to develop a bit of a cult following Probably because it has zombies in it, and probably because it's retro. Because you mesh those two things together, and you get a lot of fanboyism out there. So, it definitely does have a bit of a following out there. But, on the same note, this is a very, very difficult game. And, um, as much as I love games like this, I had trouble getting through it. And, partly because some parts of it are quite frustrating. And, I will get into that in a bit. To start off, you have two characters. You start off watching a sort of out of place samurai destroying zombies in some metropolis city and at that time it introduces yes that's right the president of the united states who drops down with a machine gun and just like the real president of the united states who drops out of helicopters at a moment's notice helps samurais and decides to start shooting zombies um they decide to team up and kill zombies and work together throughout the game um it's the most ludicrous concept i've ever seen for an action game but it's actually quite funny um tons of broken if not on purpose bad english and uh if you don't know what that means and you probably haven't played any old nes games with bad translations plenty of that in there the intro and outro are pretty hilarious because they almost make no sense and in, in that own way they're kind of charming uh, the game itself is quite good. The levels are good. Uh, the enemies are good. Tons of them. There's a good amount of challenge. I'd say it's a hard game. You're not going to get checkpoints in these levels. 
if you die you're gonna have to start over the whole thing so you got to keep that in mind but they're not anywhere near impossible i wouldn't say any of the levels i played were remotely close to impossible difficult yes impossible no but you definitely will have to visit these shops that are scattered throughout the game which do give you better abilities that give you more health and with these you'll find levels that you might have found more challenging a lot more doable and um that said in mind the one thing i didn't really like about this game and i don't think i'll ever change my opinion on this um is the boss fights are absolutely atrocious they're a bit too much like the old nes days and not in a good way uh they're very very frustrating infuriating made me want to quit several times i actually did have to stop after doing several boss fights not the highlight of the game uh they're almost a bit broken in a way because they force you to do very very specific things like like a trick here or uh you know sit in this corner type thing and i don't like boss fights like that and i don't think anybody does anymore so they're a bit tedious you're gonna have to slog through them um on the plus side there's only four of them and the rest are all just levels so there's four boss fights there's 20 levels the 20 levels that are in the game are absolutely fantastic very well done you're going to get a different experience on each level um the fact that there are so many different enemies and the way that they're laid out throughout the levels enemies will actually respond to it, it makes the levels a lot more of uh, a boss fight a proper you know challenge than the bosses actually are the bosses just seem like stupid tedious gigantic messes that i guess the developer thought would be fun they're not and uh yeah it, it is a very solid game and it does you know obviously like i said harken back to the retro days uh of the nas and it, it is a good thing and a bad thing at the same time um i do think this game deserves more of a four star it's it's a solid title um if this game would have came back out in the nes days i think it would have sold tons that said you never would have been able to do this on a nintendo but <laughs> it it does it definitely does have its quirks the fact that you have to juggle heads for lives is going to throw a lot of people off it's definitely a tricky mechanic to wrap your head around uh once you get your handle uh get your head around it it is not that difficult to do but yeah it, it is it is a weird game and it's just something i think people should experience because it's definitely a good work and i hope to see more from this developer actually so there you go so there you go uh chini you can start off tonight because i i think you might like this game you like those old retro shootery type and you'd be right games you'd be right because i do like this game yay yay President Thompson, brackets Obama. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think it's funny. Like, I, I, I think it's well done. Um, it's obviously it's obviously gone for that eight bit style. It's it's really it looks cool, and the music's fun. I'm enjoying it, and the the the, the platforming feels fine. The juggling of the heads feels good. Uh, I don't think I'll ever say that sentence again. No, <laughs> but it's it's just funny. Like, I just. I just found it very fun and easy to play. Didn't really have to fight with the controls or anything. Just find it. Just the music was good. I've said that already. Yeah, it was yeah, great. How? Yeah, yeah. Just, you really, I can tell you like this game. You're still just, over you know, your swapping, words. swapping from you know President Obama, sorry, President Thompson, and the samurai chick uh, was easy and it was quite flashy. You know, you do that jump and you do like a kind of like do a barrel and then you uh, 
you turn into the other person, the other character. You know, that was fun to do as well, and it was a jumping mechanic, so you could do it while jumping, which I found quite flash. And uh, you, you felt slick when you pulled it off. Slick, black, nice. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I, I thought it was very good. Well made. Can I just say as well, Thumbs I have... Up. I have got a link, which I'll give you after the show, but I'll, again, I'll put in the show notes, because the developer has released all the tracks in the game for, as free to download MP3s. So oh, nice. Yeah, so I will hey. put a link for that, so if anyone wants to download the music, because it is cool music. I love the, I love the music in the game. So, yeah. It is nice. It is, so I will put a link for that. Yeah, very... But, I mean, to be fair, everyone knows that real games don't have that kind of music. Well, no. 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 Uh, is it meant to be a clip coming from that, I'm assuming? He's uh, not stooping to that, apparently. Uh, apparently. Oh, I will. I will. It's a highbrow, Chad Shit. Wood. Two games, two games has some, some feely scent in the background. Some Fat Joe, some balling. There you ballin'. go. There you go. Um, so, yeah. So, so Jude, what did you think? Uh, One positive already. Oh. Uh, oh. I mean, it's, you know, it, it, it's good at what it does. It is a retro-style NES-ish game it felt pretty repetitive and uh i don't know um, <laughs> i don't really know what to say about and there's no there's no real reason to dislike it it's just not really my cup of tea it's it's a throwback it's a platforming shooter blast everything in sight uh it worked okay controls were fine sound good the intro was a little long is going on about Samurai, I travel the world to refine my Bushido tactics, and I don't care. Let me shoot things, and eh, you know, whatever. But it, you know, yeah, it's okay. I just make sure you know it should be something that you're interested in. And I didn't even get to the boss fights. I think I got to like the second level, and I was like, I'm kind of done with this. So yeah, right. but I had also spent two hours trying to get my printer to work, so I wasn't in the best mental state of mind to play it. So do you know, do you know, we've, we've been, you know, I thought we was onto a, a roll then, you know, Chini loved it, I thought you was going to like it. Sorry. Uh, you do can you know, save it, go ahead, pick it yeah, up. Yeah, well, actually, I have to agree uh, with Chini, I have to say. Hey! Yeah, I thought it was really cool, I loved the way it worked, uh, I liked the sort of stuff that it was doing. I thought the controls were very precise, which I really liked about it. You know, you felt you were totally in control of where he was going to end up, like, all the time without any issues. So I really, really liked that. I liked the shooting mechanic. I liked the, the changing thing, like Ginny was saying. I liked all of that. And I just thought it was a really quirky game. And, you know, the trouble is, though, I guess, you know, it's not something I'm going to buy, unfortunately. Unfortunately. But there you go. But it was still cool. It was still cool. That's always the way. It was a great yeah. game. I loved it. A lot of fun yeah. by it. Yeah, I wouldn't. It's not my sort of game, though. To be fair, I'm not into yeah. those platforming sort of really difficult shootery type things. It's but I knew. Difficult. Well, you know, I guess it gets more difficult as you get it further into it. But I know, I knew Chini would like it. I just knew he would. As soon as I played, it, I thought Chini is definitely going to like this. So, yep. Luckily, I was right. I'm glad, glad I was right. So there you go. So that was really good. Really good. We like that. Okay. So yeah, thank you, Quamrian. Good pick this week, even if Duke didn't like it. He what does he know? He knows nothing about it. What do games. I know? He knows nothing. I'm just a weirdo. Yeah, just a weirdo. Knows nothing. Um okay, yeah, moving on. Uh, I did mention earlier uh, that we would have a little topic, or I didn't I hinted, I hinted, I suppose. Because you said you was a bit confused, there was lots of plot holes at the end of Singularity. Um well, I, I didn't say there were plot holes. Chinny said there's plot holes. Oh, you you, you you didn't oh okay. I was confused uh, about the ending. 
But I thought we'd have a, a little natter about game endings and how developers finish off games and, you know, when they're good and when they're not so good, you know, and what we what we think about that and hopefully yeah. some examples of those. Uh, so, Jude, do you want to start us off then, seeing as you were talking, you know? I think what makes an ending good, and I think this is what developers understand, is that, well, one of the things that can make for a good ending, or I think probably should be, is some sort of epic culmination. I think that a game that really stays with you in terms of its ending brings the threads of the story together in a way that feels big. And there's a, usually they put this in the form of a big fight, a big boss fight, or, and or, a, uh, some sort of big, you know, thing, like cutscene at the end. Now, I think that some sort of epic sensation is necessary to make it work right, but I don't feel that it has to be an epic boss fight. Because in, for instance, Riven, the sequel to Miss, there's no boss fight at all. There's a very difficult puzzle at the end, but it's not stressful in the way a boss fight is. And you still have that tremendously epic sense of this world reaching a point where everything is on the verge of this moment. And I think that's a really comforting thing. I would also say that I think a lot of game developers, because of the trap of the sequel, they're scared to do epic right. And I don't just mean Cliffy B. Ha, clever. But I think that a lot of game developers are thinking, oh, wait, if we're going to have a sequel, then we can't end the story here. We have to just sort of, it's the end of this chapter, which I think makes can we can we just necessarily can we just, more weak. Can we just backstep a little bit? Yes. Backstep a little bit. Because you talked a little bit about Riven. Uh, yes. You know, I think as you mentioned that, we should we should talk about the ending of Mist. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. So, I remember when I first yeah. played it. I mean, this, and I and it came out when Broderbund was like, what do you think? Send us an email. And I was like, okay, here's my email. I love it. Awesome game. Magnificent. One of the best games I've ever played. Your ending sucks. And they wrote back and said, well, thank you for your feedback. Sorry you didn't like it. A lot of people like the fact that it was, I mean, it's a very uh, anticlimactic ending. You see, I think that's subjective because I personally, I quite like the ending. Apparently it is subjective because yeah. I can't. So why do you like it? Well, I, I sort of... For those who don't know, I'm sorry, spoilers. He just, The guy just sort of sits there looking at you and that's it. But that's to me, to me, game. I didn't see that as the ending. Maybe the ending has not yet been written. Yeah, to me, the ending... <laughs> no, the ending that's the for me... Of the, game, so. the ending for me was when you made your choice as to who you were supposedly going to go with. Yeah, or believe guess, or not believe. And that was just, to me, that was a bit like the epilogue. You know, that was just, yeah, it was just sort of a bit of after the fight. I don't know. I mean, I I don't really have a suggestion of what they could have done instead. But I think that you got to play Riven, because I think the end of Riven gave me the kind of, like, I wanted some sort of epic thing, and Riven definitely delivers on that. Well, I mean, to be fair, there's been rumors for quite a while that it's coming to the iPhone, you know, as in, you know, the Misted. So if that happens, I will most definitely be playing it. You know, I will definitely play it. It may be available on the Xbox to play on the 360. Yeah. Anyway, because I know Exile is, but I don't know if Riven is or not. But anyway. I mean, to be fair, I mean, I think we've had this year two of the best game endings that I've ever played. Well, Red Dead. Which is obviously Red Dead was one, and Mafia 2 was the other. You know, I think Mafia 2. Do you agree with that, Chinny? Is that one of the best endings ever? Red Dead. Well, Red Dead, obviously. Or Mafia 2. Mafia 2. Hmm. Yeah, Mafia 2 is a good... That's objective as well. I think it was the same problem we missed. 
you guys are having we missed. A lot of people would have, have the same problem with the ending of Mafia 2. Mm. Whereas, you know, people like questions answered and Stu seems to like endings. And, and myself like endings where sometimes, you know, not everything's answered because that's not always the way things work out. And you don't see everything, you know. You, you, so you is just... there an epic feel to the end of Mafia 2? Not really. Not necessarily a... epic, but it feels... feels It feels closed. Right. Yeah. yeah. If, yeah. There's closure. Um, yeah. the, the, the last mission you go on feels like, like it's, it, it wraps up everything. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's stuff you don't see and you won't see. Um, yeah. And it's it's bitter. It's it is. Hard. It is, but it felt as it should be. Yeah. So, it, Duke, you're in the mafia, right? So, yeah, right. Yeah. You, you're not going to get gonna end well. Happy no. times on a Great. beach. There there, when no a Godfather, like <laughs> there hasn't been a Godfather film where everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. you know? Even like, right, yeah. even like Godfather Three, things didn't end well. You know, like it, well, nothing in Godfather Three ended well. Yeah, well, you know, but like, I'm saying like that's when it was supposed to be wrapped up completely, right, and right, right, you know, right. he passed it on to, to his cousin who he didn't really want to pass it on to, and all this. Uh, what is his oh, nephew? Lord. Wasn't it? Is his nephew he passed on to? Anyway, who cares? But like, especially the Godfather Two. Look, that's a terrible. That's a horrible ending. Well, yeah. It's the mafia, and that, that's how look yeah, kind of exactly. a mafia story should be done. And right. uh, that isn't giving any spoilers or anything. But um, look, Casino's probably one of the most awful endings to a film ever. Kalito's <laughs> way affected me more. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't see that coming, even though I should have. Well, Casino, it's not that I didn't see it coming, but, God, that's brutal. It's the, the most brutal thing I think I've ever seen. And I remember well, seeing it in the pit. brutal than Requiem for a Dream? Have you seen Casino? No. Oh, my God, but no. But you just saw Requiem for a Dream. That was pretty brutal. Yeah, no, it's way worse than that. <laughs> wow, way, that's way pretty worse. harsh. I can't believe you've never seen Casino. Oh, God, oh, the answer sure. back. But uh, back on the games. Uh, yes. Yeah, Mafia 2 and Red Dead Redemption, they're probably up there for... The best I mean, Mass Effect's got a great ending, and two. It has, and that Mass what Effect is... two now. Ooh, no spoilers there, because right, I've made a vow to myself for this week. Oh yeah, that I'm going to finish Mass Effect two. Yay! Because because I guess we're getting to that time of the year when we start needing to think about our poll for game of the year, worst game, all that sort of stuff. Mm. So I guess to make a measured decision on my favourite game this year, I've got to finish uh, Mass Effect two. You should definitely finish Mass Effect. So I'm going to do that. So I'm going to do that this week. Uh, we can all agree that Mass Effect 1 has a magnificent ending. Yeah. yeah what, again, that's what I'm talking about. Like, there's this epic feeling to it. And I think Bioware went a little crazy and reached its peak with Ma- uh, Dragon Age, where it's like, here's this battle that's going on and on and on and on. And in Mass Effect 1, that's sort of happening with the attack on the Citadel and all this stuff happening. But you don't feel like you have to be part of every element of that. You're just engaged in one part of that fight. And I think they really balanced it well in Mass Effect 1. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, one of my other favorite endings of a game uh, has got to be Dead Space as well. You know, I thought the ending of that was great. Yeah, it was okay. It was okay. I mean, there's a a boss battle. There is a boss battle, but it's a good boss battle. and It doesn't last an awfully long time. But it feels like a challenge, and it it just finishes it off, doesn't it? It It feels feels a bit epic. um, It feels... What am I trying to... Panic is how I felt. It feels well arrived, you know what I mean? It yeah. doesn't feel like, oh, here's this massive thing that's just come out of nowhere. It's like It, it builds, of... doesn't it? It builds yeah, up to builds that up final to it a little bit. bit. Uh, it's okay, yeah, it's fine. I, 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 I had no problems with the ending of uh, Dead Space. It was good. Yeah, especially like the last couple. Because you're on that, uh, 
bit of a spoiler. Not major. Uh, but you're on that ship a lot. Yeah. In Dead Space. Mm-hmm. And the last level, you're not on it. You know? Uh, you're, you're somewhere else. So that's quite nice, just to kind of get off it. Mm. Um, well, it was weird as well, because obviously when you're on the ship, it feels very claustrophobic and closed mm. in, and, and suddenly you're in a more open spaces, and yeah. sort of suddenly there's all this openness. Yeah, it was just weird to be like, you know, somewhere in the day, you know, and he was like, wow, I'm just on a planet or a moon or whatever it was. So that was, yeah, it was quite cool. I quite like the end of that, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think. Carry on, Stu. I mean, okay. the other the other game that obviously always springs to mind for me that should have been a great ending, but I always felt it it wasn't that great was was obviously Bioshock. Um, mm. Because yeah. I felt that final boss battle was so unnecessary and just weird as well. It was just a weird, very rinse repeat type boss battle of that just wasn't needed, you know. And I've... it was. I'll be honest. I think if the final cutscene had been as at least as long as the final boss battle, I might have been more okay with it. Because it, I felt cheated by the final cutscene. It was like a minute at the most. And it was just yeah. so quick. And it was like, blah, 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 and now you're done. And then here's the intro screen again. And you're like, wait a minute, what? I just spent half an hour fighting the last boss and 10 hours going through the game. And that's all I get. I feel like the final cutscene is your reward. You know what I mean? Like It feels like here's... The outcome, and that's why I love the end of Mass Effect so much, is because it's like what you did saved the entire universe for all you, you know, not just humankind, but all life. And it's just like, yes, I did all of that. I'm awesome. Yeah, and I also it was like you did, you helped these girls, and you gave them a family. And I also, I also think like it's that sort of moment you put the controller down. Oh, you know, sure. it's almost symbolic, isn't it? Because you, you take sort of, that deep breath, and you're like, yeah. And you put the controller down at the side, and you sit back and you watch the final cut scene, and sort yeah. of go, "Yeah, that was cool." Or, or no, that yeah. wasn't very good. <laughs> Absolutely, man. But yeah, I do feel that. Yeah, I think it's very symbolic that placing down of the controller. You know, because yeah. I always do it. You know, I never keep hold of it once the final cutscene hits. I just put the controller down at the side. Well, so that could be dangerous because I, I don't remember what game it was, but I did that and I'm like, oh, thank God. And then something happened. I was like, oh my God, I gotta do this. Yeah, there's always that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was like, when they entered Shangri La, I was like, okay, well, we must be at the end now. Oh, no, we're not. There's things shooting at me. So, I mean, going going back to that, but, I mean, Uncharted 2. Yeah, another terrible sort of boss fight end battle. Yeah, the boss fight was terrible. I liked the final cutscene at least. Yes, yeah. no, I did. But don't you always feel when something like that happens, you'd rather have just had the final cutscene and not have well, the sure. silly boss fight? Well, and just, you know, I, that's the thing is that I think that game developers often, especially because a lot of people who review games do nothing else but play them, they want... The, they want to make it feel like their final boss battle is this huge epic hurdle that you have to get over at the last moment in order to get that final cutscene and finish the game. Like, it's this last big challenge. And, you know, in Arkham Asylum, you get this huge fight at the end. And then, and, 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 and it often has to do with that. You, you have to, you're not just shooting at the bad guy. You have to affect the environment in some way, you know. And Drake's Fortune, Uncharted 2, it's all about you're shooting at the sap or whatever it is and it blows up and all this stuff and it's just like why can't it just be like you take on the the bad guy and the same way you took like, on 700 million other bad guys I would have liked in Uncharted like a chase 
Sure. Yeah, I'd have preferred that. Yeah. You know, like that final bit. And there is a little tiny, right? There yeah. is a little tiny bit of that. Just a, a lengthened version of that. And he yeah, falls sure, to his not? death over, you know, when the bridge collapses or something yeah, of that exactly. nature. It would have been yeah. much better way yeah. of doing it. That's how Uncharted works much better like that, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just thinking about endings, uh, Medal of Honor, the new one. You're talking about epic boss battles, Duke, and they yeah. need to like, jump over her. Nothing, Medal of Honor. Nothing. Yeah. It's and is that unsatisfying? Like, did, were you let down by that? Uh, I wasn't. No, but I can kind of. Oh, look, because it, it feels like a normal mission, you yeah. know, not a bad mission, not a terrible yeah. mission, just an sort mission. of over. And then you breach a door, and then you're kind of done. Yeah, um, I mean. I mean, to a certain extent. I wasn't disappointed. There's got to be a balance between the two. Then. Yeah, I was yeah, just going to but... say, to a certain extent, for me, it's all or nothing. You know, we've we've something like a good example of that is Gears of War two. There's this very superficial quick time event thing. It would have been better had there not been the quick time event. If it had that, you know, it just shows you the ending and them blowing it up or whatever, rather than this very superficial press a couple of buttons and that's the end. You know what I mean? Whereas in in sort of Ram in the very first one was a challenge. You know, so you had oh, yeah. the the rock hard boss battle. Yeah, you know, but they they sort of went the opposite way in two. But the, it would have been better just as a cutscene, without the interaction. The interaction felt so sort of unnecessary and had no real impact on what was going on. I don't know whether you felt like that, Ginny, but I certainly did. I don't. I don't they, they, yeah, they should have ended it when when you brought in the brewmac and then done. But it didn't really bother me. Yeah, I, I, I've heard you talk about it a lot. And yeah. But it really didn't bother me. It's just pressing the right trigger. It's like, whatever. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't bother me so much. But I, I agree. Like, uh, you know, kind of commit to your ending, I think, of what you're saying. Yeah. You just commit to it. Like, if, you go, if you're going to do a cutscene, just let it be a cool cutscene. If you want to be interactive, make sure you do something fun. Yeah. Um, I think this is where story comes back. It's so important. Because if, uh, you know, with all due respect to gears it, it feels like the story has always been secondary there and i'm sure cliff would beg to argue and some other people might too but it just feels like games that have a really good story the ending is part of it and they make it work together and so the ending in portal is beautiful because it's 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 the story like that's where the story leads but with some games it feels like it's sort of artificially spliced together in terms of where you go and as a result, the ending doesn't really matter because it could be anywhere. It might happen at any point. And that's why I think Bioshock kind of put the twist in because, well, I mean, that's one of the reasons I think the twist works so much in Bioshock is because there's a, there, there's a, that the story goes in this new direction, which is really important and interesting. And I think, you know, broken record time, Ico might have the best ending of any game I've ever played. It's just magnificent. And it really affected me emotionally. That's the other thing. Very few games will affect me. They might impress me. I might go, wow, even Mass Effect. I was like, that's awesome. But I don't really know if it affected me or stayed with me or brought out any real emotion in me other than I'm a badass. But Ico certainly did. I mean, interestingly, uh, Deadly Premonition, not, not to the same extent. I mean, Shadow of the Colossus is probably the game right. where I've had an emo- a real, you know, that and, and Red Dead Redemption. Where I've actually felt yeah, yeah, something exactly. properly emotionally and thought, God, you know, felt invested in something. Sure. You know, and sort of felt that loss, you know, that real yeah. proper sense of loss. Uh, and Deadly Premonition has that. You know, there's a scene in that game, like I said, that's very reminiscent of Seven. It's not the yeah. same, but it's got that same feeling of dread. You know, when you realize what's going on, you're just like quite 
disgusted really and, and I felt quite like, Oh god, that's awful, you know what I mean? And and that had that, you know, it had a couple of moments like that in the game. You know, and that's what for me makes something good. But then it, it, it unfortunately undermined all that by having these stupid boss fights that were completely unnecessary. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's where the formulaic yeah. element can really get in the way of what's truly effective in a game. Yeah. Is if the the the, if the thinking is well, the, every game has to end with a big boss fight, so it doesn't matter that we had this really important emotional moment. I mean, it matters, but it's that's not enough. We got to have a big boss fight at the end. And as you know, as much as I love New Vegas and Fallout Three, even I, I don't think the endings were really much to write home about. So much as, in, especially in New Vegas, there were several moments, as I've said, that were sort of I got a little misty-eyed. I got kind of sad about those. But I think, in that sense, especially because of the environment, that there cannot be that can't be the ending because you're the, and then you know once they're done, you're just back in the wasteland and you realize, well, that was a waste, just like everything around me is a waste, and everything you know this whole thing is just a big waste, man, we're all just wasting away out of here ah. there you go, but i th- I mean you did vaguely uh, vaguely mention portal, I think we should talk a little bit about portal um because that that has a great ending. Yes, it does. You know, that is probably, again, up there with the best of the best as far as game endings go. Sure. Um, and it was so clever. You know, it's it's one of... And again, it completely pulls the rug out from under you. Is are you how talking I about felt. the fight, the cutscene after the fight, or the song after the cutscene? All of it. You know, and, it. and not only that, prior, way prior to that, you know, the moment where... Oh, well, you, you think it's going to end. And then it where you think it's going to end and it right. doesn't, you know, and that, that was like a great moment in gaming you know that yeah. sort of that's a real Connor moment where it's like no fate i'm not going down like this i'm gonna seize the, you know control of my own destiny and i'm gonna you know go out i'm gonna think outside the box quite literally i'm gonna think outside the companion crate oh snap that game just did so many things right and and even to this day it's still well it is my favorite game of all time you know that three hours was the most sublime three hours i think i've ever played in a game Yes. You know, and it, and that that's on offer, by the way. About four hundred points for yes, it, on, it on Xbox Live. So, mm-hmm. great, great, great game. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's there's lots of good games like that. I mean, the other one um, that I do want to touch on is is Half Life. Really, not the original Half, because I wasn't that impressed with the original Half Life ending. Uh, have any either of you ever played the original Half Life? I played half uh, of it, uh, but I never finished the ending. I, uh, half. I, I have. Did you finish it? I think so. The, the bit in space at the end where you get sent to the alternate dimension and you've got to do this really horrible first-person platforming. Sounds familiar. And it even had a double jump, which was just horrific to pull off, which sounds, you had to do. I, 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 it sounds like I've done it. Maybe I, I can't remember it. It was horrible, to, to say the least, really. Um, but then the flip side of it, that the, the ending to Half-Life 2, again, I think is one of the great endings in video games. You know the the way. I mean, I guess most people have played that by now. We hope. Like yeah, it's hope? it's it's a good ending because um, there's a lot of foreshadowing foreshadowing in the game because you go to the top of the spire, the tower thing. Yeah. Um, and you see this all through the game. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Is not. That- but the other thing it did was flip the boss battle on its head, didn't it? The final boss fight completely upside down because you got the, you you're obviously your your grav gun is like the badassest weapon you've ever used in that tower. 
Yeah. And nothing can touch you. You know, you, you become this complete, you know, you're the, the sort of thing that's going to kill everything and nothing can touch you. And and that flipped it on its head, but it just worked, you know, because normally you, you sort of get to the end of the game and you're the one who's trying to overcome this huge, big thing that's really hard to beat. But it was the exact opposite, where you were the thing that was huge and big. Yep. And I just love that. And I love the way it just pauses, you know. The, you know, if there was ever to, a, a to-be-continued ending to a game, yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, though, that doesn't make a lot of sense. And that's the point, I know. But the whole G-Man thing in Half-Life confuses a lot of people. Yeah, but that's uh, the whole point of it, isn't it? Is that yeah, it, I know. I just think it, they're, they're being abstract, and that's the point of it. But mm. I think it's way too abstract. Um, and I love the fact you see him at various points. Yeah, it's, that's clever. But I, I just think that they're not... that You know, um, they've got to give you something, uh, but they can't give you too much, right? But I don't think Half-Life gives you enough. And I think episode two kind of made up for it a lot um, with their ending because that was a, a a great ending as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I really think you know Valve in, as a whole kind of know what they're doing and with 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 the story. Because we've 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 mentioned Gears of War and Portal and stuff like this. And I, with Gears of War, um, the game like drives the story. You know, like. It, it it just kind of like okay we need to get from this point to this point let's write something in there so okay we we need to get him to fetch something great but in, in Valve games and Half Life and Paul it's the story um, and then they figure out a game or you know it's 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 not as black and white as that but they they definitely make it part of the game and it's it's all about with it feels like Valve are all about just kind of making sure that. It feels right. Whatever engine it is, that they don't have to commit to a boss or or whatever. Whatever engine they give you, it's it works and it fits. They don't just just throw in like a massive boss for no reason. Like in Portal, a boss made sense because you know she's talking to you all the way through. Well, um, what was it? What was cool about Portal though was the way you had to use your portal gun to do the bits you needed to do in the boss fight, and I loved all that. It was it was to me. The, the the last section of Portal was like a culmination of everything that you'd learned playing the game up to that point. It, it was, but it wasn't... And you had to interact with the environment in a way because that's the whole game, but it yeah. wasn't really convoluted. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't Uncharted 2 where it was like you have to just get lucky at certain points. You had to think. And those are the best boss fights when there's some rational way to deal with it and it's just about figuring it out rather than you know, hoping to get lucky every now and then or, you know, doing some six-move step thing that's just annoying. I think also with that game, it was the the sort of sudden realisation that, you know, she'd been controlling you for the whole game and suddenly you had the control now and she didn't have it anymore. Yeah. And I think it was a lot of thing. There was a lot of sort of psychological stuff going on and I just think they, hit, they push so many brilliant buttons, you know, in you as a person, you know, and, and I just think it did so many cool things and, and even some of the witty comments she comes out with while you're fighting her in the final boss battle, you know, yeah. and sure. some of the I stuff she no says. One. Yeah, yeah. Some of the stuff she says, it's just brilliant. Just brilliant. Okay. You know, and I, I do have high hopes for two, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. But, yes, you know, from a scale of one to ten, I'm, I guess I'm at about 15. 
you know, on, on sort of anticipation of two. Uh, is there any other games you'd like to touch on, Shinee, for worst or best endings? I am a fan of Call of Duty 4. Do you know, I was just going to mention that, because I think that's another game with a great ending. Call, call, I can't speak for Blops, um, but and Call of Duty games, you know, Infinity War and all this bullshit, but I do think 4, as a whole, is a fantastic first-person shooter, a very well-told story with interesting characters that you care about. And I think the ending, like other endings we've talked about, isn't sweet, it isn't nice, it doesn't wrap up nicely, um, and it is a kind of let's get the head out of here and everything goes tits up type of ending. I, I, I thought it was great. Um, do, you know what, do you know what I thought Call of Duty 4 did really, really well? It sort of gave the message that war is not a nice thing, you know, yeah. and that bad shit happens, you know, and it didn't glamorize it in any way, you know, even the, the nuclear explosion thing, you know, sort of told you that, you know, bad stuff happens in war. And I think a lot, unfortunately, a lot of games don't get that, you know, especially first person shooters. I, don't, you know. I, I wouldn't say that it didn't glamorize, like all video games, I suppose, glamorize war in some, in some way. way. It yeah. did, but, but, I think but it, it definitely it didn't. It didn't feel like it as... took a it took a chance with the nuclear explosion. I think it worked. I think it's you know I, I don't know if I was really that invested with that character, but I think that idea of taking someone that supposedly you've gotten to really like being or being around and then having them taken away from the nuclear explosion, I think is a you just a good you just step. always assume that you're going to live right. You know, yeah. Like, yeah, and yeah. if you played that part, not knowing that you was going to die. You just probably thought, right, I'm going to pick up a gun now and right, just yeah, where's this going? shoot stuff. Um, yeah, exactly. But then you quickly realise that, no, you're not, you're not going to get back right. up from that. Um, so uh, until then, like you, you, war games, especially just war games, it's just a war game, right? And you just thought, well, I'm just going to pick up a gun and shoot some more people. Uh, I, th- I thought the ending of Call of Duty was... Call of Duty 4 was great. I thought it was um, just so well done and... Uh, you know the, the the guy that you shot as a sniper, he's there right in front of you, and he's just killing all your friends with just headshots. You now, no big speech, no, you know, like trying to escape this one, Mister Bond, or you know, now tying him to the end of a bridge or whatever. He just headshots him, and it's brutal. Uh, and that's exactly what would happen, I guess. But you know, you do get out of it. I mean, you know, it's it's not all bad, but. It's still pretty harsh. I liked Halo Reach's ending. Yeah, I've not played that, and we need to finish that at some point. Halo Reach. Yeah, a lot of good. games to finish there, friend. I know. Yeah. I, uh, I think it was good. It was different. And yeah, I thought it was. It was. You know, I, I like Halo's endings apart from two. I thought Halo One is a fantastic ending. I loved Halo One. Uh, and then I, I think Halo One put away with those big epic bosses. And it was just a like drive. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a totally get it. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was, that was I, I like Halo One because you are yeah. this badass, but you don't have time to kill all these people. You just want to get <laughs> exactly. out. So yeah. yeah, it was fun. Um, oh, dude, worst ending ever, Borderlands. Yeah, well, I thought we'd talk about. I thought we'd move on to sort of you know endings. Sorry, that. I cut you off, Jenny. Not not only worst endings, but and like games that you enjoyed, but the the ending was disappointing, you know, and sort of really not that great. And, yeah, you've talked about Borderlands before. So, I mean, what disappointed you most about Borderlands, then? Um, 
the anticlimacticness. I mean, spoilers. Has any of y'all not finished it? No, but I'm not that bothered to be honest. The, you know, the whole thing is the cake is a lie. Like you're you're in the quest of this vault, and the vault is nothing. There's literally nothing there. It's like the uh, the what's the movie with the bird, and there's all the different layers of paint or whatever. Well, it's like that. It's just like it's so. Well, the, well, that movie, I don't know. Maltese, yeah, I have no idea. Falcon. It's the Maltese Falcon. Whatever. It's just a really dumb way to end the movie or the game. I don't even know what I'm talking about now. Uh, and I was so let down and so frustrated. Just like, ah, that's all I'm getting. Again, it kind of felt like with Miss, it's like there was nothing rewarding about it except for the cool song that came on during the credits. And the cutscene was stupid. And then I was like, what is that even supposed to mean? And then I went online. I'm like, okay, well, I still don't even care, but whatever. And, uh, yeah, meh. There you go. Yeah, just, it wasn't great. And most oh. people I know have talked about it said the same thing. So. I didn't know what was going on. Like, that's not a good sign of an ending, is it? Yeah, right. You know, what's going on? I mean, I didn't know what's going on in Half-Life 2 when it ended, but in a good <laughs> way. Like, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like, wow, what the hell? Yeah. But, yeah. Like with this, I was I was like, what was there anything in the vault? I don't, I don't yeah. you know. Whatever. I mean, interestingly, I, I suppose we should touch on a couple of games from this year that you know promised to be great and ended up not being so great in some respects. Um, obviously, one of which was Heavy Rain, um, oh. which I know it still hard to believe that was this year. You know, when I think about it, it feels like years <sighs> ago since I played it. Um, but yeah, we should talk a little bit about that because unfortunately I'd figured out the ending way, way, way before we got to the end of the game, you know, yeah. and, that, and that was a bit disappointing. But there was the huge plot holes as well, which really didn't help matters. Who do you want to ring? These two people you've never met? Yeah, exactly, you know, and story <laughs> issues, you know, and it was a shame because I think it had great ambition but just wasn't, wasn't well executed. Uh, and then the other one was that was Alan Wake, which again was a brilliant setup, cool story, not a clue what the ending meant. You know, really? I, yeah, I wasn't. I, I really had no yeah. idea. Oh, Sorry, what game? Alan Wake. Yeah, I found the yeah. ending very confusing. No, I'm fine with the ending. Really? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, see, I wasn't. I was a bit like, yeah, there, there was too many unanswered questions for my liking. There were unanswered questions, but I think there was enough. Plus, um, I heard that the DLC kind of fills that up, so uh, before you play the DLC, I'll, I'll probably run through it on easy or something, Stu. Yeah. No, just maybe through the last episode and just kind of like, okay, I kind of know, I remember that. But I, no, I, I, I was kind of clear on what was happening. No, and that and that weird boss battle with the whatever it was that took like no skill at all. Again, yeah. it was another weird boss ba- battle that wasn't really a boss battle. Yeah, well, very. It was odd. The epicenter of the, uh, the you know, dark. The yeah, dark you only had to shoot, well, shoot it three times with your shotgun or whatever it was, and that was the end of it. Yeah, but it was the, the epicenter. That's where. That's where it was all. Taken play. That's where it all started. Yeah, so, whatever. There. Yeah, very odd. Very odd. Cool. You know, the diver dude. That was all cool and weird, but... Yeah. Very odd. Very odd. D- Duke's thinking, what? Yeah, what are we <laughs> talking about? Whatever. Yeah. yeah. I'll play it someday. Yeah, yeah no. It, yeah, you should. Great game. I'll set it on easy, because I don't have to worry about ammo. Yeah, it's not that bad, as long as you make... Well, I ain't taking it on easy. Play it on it. Play it on And remember to use the torch first, and then shoot. Yes. All right. Don't tell him to... And remember to move the analog <laughs> stick to move. Oh, you got to move the analog stick? Forget yeah, it. I'm not playing yeah, it. Yeah, this game. Forget it. Um, yeah, so they were two games I felt this year, and Bayonetta was another one that was just well, like... That, that, that was a good ending, because it 
was when the ending come, I cried because it actually ended. Ended. But thank God. God. For uh, the, the amount of times I thought the game had finished, and, he, well, and I remember you when saying, the credits come up, and then they carry on. <laughs> yeah, and I remember you saying to me, I was talking to you, and you went, "Oh, I've nearly finished it. Have you sure? Yeah, yeah, I'm on this. No, you've you've not. And it, it just goes on forever, and it's just like finish one massive boss battle, and then they send something bigger to watch. It's like what yeah, the, the hell game. is that? Basically, Duke, the last boss is the size of the universe. <laughs> it is. It is. What? It's just the I'm most not amazing joking. That is not a joke. What are you even talking about? Bayonetta. <laughs> Bayonetta. Oh right, yeah, yeah. I thought you were still talking about Alan Wake. I'm like, what? No, no, it's not. no. no. Bayonetta. The, the last boss is the, literally the size, maybe not the universe, but the solar system at least. It's not yeah. far off. <laughs> it's one. The solar it's system. One big boss. <laughs> Uh, well, oh stuff! And and then the other one we should mention from this year. Another one from this year. God, there's so many games this year. Uh, God of War three. Uh, that weird sort of first never world thing. Oh, right, that. Yeah, I, I was fine with that. I like the very end. End. I thought the end was cool. I and thought, I thought um, God of War two ended better. Yeah, not played uh, that to the end yet. I've still got it. Need to play it. Uh, I thought that ended better, but I was fine with the way three ended. I thought it was good. Yeah, it was okay. I enjoyed God of War 3. I thought it was great. I did. I thought it was a great game, but I guess when you sort of... It's that epic and built up that much, you're expecting something special. Yeah. I mean, look, like the start is better than the end. I the guess. start was awesome. Mm. The start was an awesome start. That's a problem. When you have a great start like that, it's all downhill. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily downhill. No, but it was... It never... It never. That was, that was the climax, and it was the first 10 minutes, and it's like... Okay, so, I mean, there are other parts in the game that are great, and brilliant and epic and all this jazz. But the start, man, I played the start like five times because I loved it. Yeah, it was cool. It was really cool. I don't know why they just didn't save that until the end. Because it was the beginning. I know. <laughs> that set everything up. <laughs> yeah, I know. Could have thumbed it in somewhere. I'm know. sure I'm sure you would have loved that at the end because it was pretty epic. Um, but yeah, yeah. It did. the beginning did feel like an end. <laughs> you know what I mean? It yeah. did, didn't it? It was the end. It was the end. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, Limbo, Limbo, yeah, Limbo. We should talk about Limbo. I want to talk about Limbo. I, I at first I was like, oh, is that it? And then I was like, ah, oh, that's it. All right. And I was I was quite sad that that it ended like the way it did, um, because Limbo tells you nothing. No, nothing. You have to yeah, read the right. description of the game to understand what it's about, and it tells you nothing. You know l- less of what it's about, probably the equal amount of what it's about when you start to the end. It's You, you don't know anything about this game. Yeah, really I, mean, I think it would have been interesting, right, had we played you know, Limbo or Portal or any of those sorts of games without reading anything about them prior to playing them. See, I, yeah, but I yeah. didn't know about Portal, like what the twists in Portal. No, but just even in general, just knowing nothing about the game mechanics or how it's going to work or anything, it'd be weird to play a game with knowing nothing about it because we know that much about games. We 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 sort of go into it with already preconceived ideas, yeah, and expect to about this before, yeah. yeah. And I think Limbo would have been a, a brilliant case of that, knowing nothing and you know trying to imagine playing that but knowing nothing about it. Well, you can do that with friends. <laughs> Just tell them to play the game. But yeah, Limbo, 
it's a weird one because we talked about you know giving people enough information to know what's going on, but Limbo doesn't tell you anything. And I really thought that the ending would tell me something, and it told me nothing. I was really disappointed that I didn't know anything. And then when I thought about it, I was like, well, why should it tell me anything? Because it hasn't told me anything so far. So why did I expect it to kind of all wrap up nicely? What was he going to say? <laughs> and I actually gained more information from reading about the game than. But it was cool. Like maybe maybe that's what it needed to to separate itself because. Uh, you know, I walked away from it going, you know, scratching my head and going, oh, like, you know, what what the hell was that about? So it, it kind of had an effect in a way because I didn't know what it was about. So I looked into it, I researched it. And obviously there is no, there's probably no official, tr- like, true answer. So this right. debate and this, you know, back and forth between people and forums online is interesting. And that's part of the game, I guess. So I liked it. Yeah, I mean, I much, I much prefer myself filling in the blanks. Yeah, you know, so to being left with that element of, I'm not really sure what that was. But the ending of Inception, it's like, yeah, is it real or not? Does it matter? No, no, no. But I think in the case of Limbo, kind of like with uh, what you call it, uh, Memento, I wanted there to be a little more to hang on to. I wanted there to be something. Limbo felt very much like I was in Limbo. It was, it was intentionally. So vague, and I want—I feel like Inception gave me enough to hang on to. Like there was enough reality for me to ground myself in, even if it's all subjective and maybe none of it's. I right. you said Memento, and then you said Inception. Which one are you talking about? Yeah, which no, one? no, I'm talking about both. Like Memento oh. did not give me enough to hang on to. Inception okay. did. Okay. In, in Memento, it, it took away everything that you might have used as a, you know, as a totem if you want to use the Inception concept. Uh, there's no totem at all in momentum. There's n- uh, there's no way for us to know anything about anything. Yeah. And with Inception, and I felt like that was the same. Yeah, but do you not do you not think? I mean, just just talking about Memento for a second. Do you not think that was the whole point of the film? Because you were discovering yeah, it was, as he as he brilliant. discovered it. Well, I know. So you but were, I don't you know. care. That's the thing. I, <laughs> you know, I've heard that, and I I accept it, but I don't care. That makes me care even less about the movie because okay, we're seeing it from his point of view, and I suppose as an intellectual exercise, that's fine. But, but think, as I'm... a rewarding experience in the aesthetics of the story, it completely eradicates. Well, no, that's the it... opposite of what I want from a story. But didn't you think the 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 payoff for the end? The end was just I thought brilliant. You know, considering what had gone prior to it, or uh, it, after it, of, not really. <laughs> Depending on which way you look at it, I know, I know, and I, mean, I will give credit for the very, you know, yeah, the structure of it is magnificent. There's no question about that, and the execution was well done. But I feel like other movies that take that same sort of risk, Usual Suspects, Primer, they also have really good story things in there, and there are things to hang on to. And even Inception, I think, gave you something to to hold while this other thing was screwing with your head. And I feel like Memento didn't have that. So, bring it back to games, I feel like uh, Limbo didn't give me enough of a story. I just wanted a little more. Not a whole lot more, because I do like the minimalist approach, but I just wanted something. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, the fact, I mean... You know, we sort of read stuff on it, so we sort of knew it was his sister that, you know, there was... I didn't the... know his sister. Oh, well, I sort of knew that from reading up on it, but... I didn't know, I didn't know until after the game. Yeah. But did I you... I thought it was you... his girlfriend or something. Yeah, you know, and that's a problem, isn't it? Because it didn't give you... I mean, you not knowing or not reading as much as I'd read knew less about it, and as a result, you sort of... You were still a bit like, I'm not really sure who he was trying to save, you know, or, or if he was even trying to save her. I'm not really sure what was going on. I thought but... he... 
Well, I don't know. Like I said, it, it doesn't really matter. Like, you know, he, I, I knew that he wanted to see this girl. Yeah. Um, for something, whether to save her or to talk to her or warn or warn her yeah. or you know, like, and I just kind of wanted to get him there, and that was the point. I mean, I mean, one one final game I will mention before we we sort of wrap this up because to be fair, that's been the whole middle of the show. Um, yeah, and we're about to take a little break, but I just wanted to mention Decay uh, because I'm hoping the ending of that is mm-hmm. going to be really great. But I'm, I'm are we sure that three is the end? Or we don't know. We don't know. I mean, we don't it, know. But it's building itself up. The ending had better be good. That's the thing. They're building themselves up for the point where the ending really needs to be good. Because it built a lot of good story into such yes, a simplistic game. It you know? really has. Yeah. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. But it's been delayed, apparently. It isn't quite working as they'd like, so it is coming. Yeah. Uh, it was meant to be released in November, obviously. I don't think that's going to happen now. Um, right. But they have put on the blog that they, they are working on it and they're going to try and get it out as soon as possible. But it, but it is due out any time. So I will let right. you know as soon as I see it available because I'll be definitely getting that uh, because I've I've really enjoyed the story in that. Um, and that's about it. So there you go. So yeah, game endings. Yeah, there you go. Some are good, some are bad. A good they've still, yeah, they've still not quite got it right. But I think they're getting better at it. I think games are getting better in general. But unfortunately, Japanese developers are still obsessed with multiple bosses and fighting them multiple times. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they need to get sort of move a bit, you know, forward and become a bit more modern. I think they're still stuck in that sort of very old-fashioned approach to having, like you said, having that game mechanic in there because they feel they should. So there you go. We don't always need it. Yeah, no doubt. Don't always need it. Okay, uh, we have got Surface Lizard. He is back this week, and he's going to tell us a little bit about, you know, why we've never had it so good in games. So that's... uh, Yeah. uh, We actually know. We've listened to it this week, so we know what he's talking about. So... Yay. So we've got that. So let's have a quick listen to that, and then we may give a few views at the end, he says. Okay. Okay. Let's have that. Grief and misery, aims and woes, debts and taxes, and so it goes. Life gets tasteless, don't it? Hello, darlings. Surface Desert here. Harold Macmillan, stalwart Tory post-war Prime Minister, famously claimed we've never had it so good. Good friends, the future is bright and brilliant. But still... Gaming has entered the mainstream for the first time in its illustrious and controversial history. We're in a situation now where more games are released than we can ever reasonably play, unless you're unemployed or rich. We have a thriving indie scene online via Steam, Live Arcade, and a next generation of systems that will perform beyond our expectations, of which we can only imagine and flame post on forums. And yet, people complain, I should say, gamers complain, like we have no perspective. I've done it myself. This is the kind of crap that we're used to hearing. Wah! Gears of War 3's been delayed. Wah! Little Big Planet 2's held back because me and Molecule want to make a better game. Wah! I had to wait 15 seconds for the level to load. Wah! I saw some texture pop up on the second tree on the left. Wah! Games are too expensive. Wah! I'm bored of FPS games, racers, action-adventure titles. Wah! 
Gran Turismo 5 doesn't have accurate damage physics on the rear headlight on all of the 17 million cars. You know, any veteran gamer listening will understand how it used to be. And yep, this again is Surface Lizard's love affair with the past. My own personal femme fatale. So you think Oblivion or Fallout New Vegas is too broad or open for you? Fair point. Go back and play Adventure on the Atari 2600, where you guide a dot around some lines and a blocky lump of cheese that's meant to be a castle, all the while getting chased by an angry duck stroke dragon. This game had about 10 screens, and you could finish the damn thing in 5 minutes. 100 hours in Oblivion? Pah! 10 minutes in Adventure. That'll make a man of you. Yes, load times in games can be annoying. You're exploring the Nevada wasteland in New Vegas. You enter a new location. Stop. Loading screen. It does take you out of the event for that 20 seconds, all the while regaling you with patronizing advice like your grandmother would do with a pinch of the cheek and give you advice about whores and contraceptive. But most modern games have the good grace to load with a marvelous virtue known as silence. I ground my teeth on the Sinclair Spectrum, the mighty 48K dead flesh key horror in my youth. When I loaded a game, as you would remember, you'd hear this for at least five minutes. Worse than that, multi-load. When you got the latest arcade conversion, say you pick up R-Type for your Spectrum, you rush it home, excited and eager to get in and thrash the evil Bido Empire. Ah, multi-load. Player level, 5 minute load to the next level. Die in 2 minutes, 5 minute load to the first level, all over again. Repeat ad infinitum, like some horrendous Samuel Beckett image of frustration. Waiting for Godot in ZX Spectrum 48k mode. You almost spend more time loading the game than playing it. So, when you put your 70-80 hours into New Vegas or Oblivion, does that 15 or 20 second loading section between environments really seem so bad now? We get our games now on a single disc. Hoorah! Or two for those poor Blu-ray deprived 360 owners. Sorry guys. But still, no mangled spectrum tapes, no endless rewinding, no fumbling around with dot counters, no tampering with azimuth head alignment screws, no R-tape loading error, and no nonsense in BASIC. Now the rise of the PC, or the more powerhouse home systems like the ST, or in my case the Amiga, we were more in tune then with the graphics and depth of the day. Arcade conversions were a mirror of the real thing. But even then, it had its cost. You consider a benchmark title like Monkey Island 2, or the epic future noir beneath the steel sky, it's 13 floppy disks. So, when you play the game, and you move between an area, you've got to fumble through 13, 14 disks, and in some moment of sadistic pleasure, the developers didn't actually arrange the data in any kind of logical fashion. So imagine that Guybrush is going from screen 1 to screen 2, and you get a message, insert 3, insert disk 8, insert disk 11, insert disk 2, insert disk 1. Only to go into the screen and realise he didn't actually need to go there in the first place, and need to backtrack all the way with another 5 disk changing sequence. 
And also, we complain about the price of modern hardware. That's always justified for every generation. But you think hardware's expensive? I paid £45 for a 500 gig SATA hard drive for my PS3. So on my PS3, I can store all of the porn <coughs> films and, and music that I could ever possibly need. When I had an Amiga, I paid £50 for a second 1 meg floppy disk drive and over £150 for a 20 meg hard drive. Games are too expensive? Think about what you get for this money. You get a world, you get a release, you get Dragon Age, you get GTA 4. Now, way back, that exact same money would have got you a generic SNES platformer or a crappy, cheap WWF arcade license tie-in. Nowadays we have eBay and a very, very profitable and flourishing pre-owned market. And also, if you can wait, any game will be discounted after the first month. Apart from titles like Call of Duty that will always hold their value, 90% of games, if you wait, will be in-game or game station or shop to for at least a third of the price off. It's not that difficult to be patient. People that complain about graphics today, play Heavy Rain or Castlevania Lords of Shadow or Bioshock. Then go back and consider classics, irony quote, classics, like the original Tomb Raider, Ocarina of Time or Super Mario World. They look like products of their age, brilliant in context, but when you consider the HD wonderland of modern gaming, especially now with emergent 3D tech, you lose the right to moan that the scratches on your AK-47 in Black Ops aren't realistic. We have absolute convenience and more visual fidelity than ever. We can pick up games for a fraction of the price if we wait. And even better, we have DLC to expand our game experience. We have multiplayer as a standard. And not just you and a friend crammed around the Amiga or the PlayStation squinting at a 19-inch portable TV set and inhaling your best friend's bodily odour or unwashed crevices. So before you start to whine about the state of contemporary games, consider the past, then realise one thing. You need to shut the fuck up! Surface Lizard, signing out. Be seeing you. End of line. Okay, so there you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've, I've got to say, uh, the Spectrum loading noise... Uh, in equal parts, brought back memories and also grated on my nerves. Has to be said. I mean, what did you think, Duke? Yeah, I, I never had a Spectrum. Uh, it can be a horrifying noise. And yeah, he makes a lot of good points about th- we do have it a lot better than we did in the past. There's no doubt about it. But here's what I don't get. I and mean, I love I love this piece. I think he's got a very good sense of humor. I love his sardonic approach and his. I I, I want to hear that thing that he wrote about Deadly Premonition. I'm looking forward. To, what was it? 500 pages or something? Let's hear it. Um, but here's the question. Why is it he's so concerned about uh, gamers complaining, but he doesn't pay any attention, at least not in this particular piece, to companies complaining? And, I mean, you know, the way they've made improvements has been in terms of making their profits better, and they're often interested in, you know, they complain about gamers not doing things as well, and I think they deserve at least as much attention in terms of people complaining and not realizing how good they have it. Because the video games industry's never had it as good either. So it hasn't, I think that's but a valid thing to talk about. It sort of is, but do you not think to a certain extent as well, you know, game developers, they're, they're churning out that many games now that they don't all get noticed or get a look in either. So, 
in some respects, we're saying that game developers haven't had it so good, but a lot of these game development companies, if they don't quite hit the grade, they go under, you know, or get closed down by the publishers. Yeah, and that's partly because of the accelerating nature of capitalism, i.e. you have to constantly be growing, which is like a tumor or a virus, so we can talk about some sort of structural critique there, but I think they've been doing all right. No, I mean, some of them have. My wife just said who she has a PhD in biochemistry. Not all viruses constantly grow. So okay. There you go. There you go. That's very geeky. I don't interrupt your podcast with science nerd stuff, do I? Oh, wait. She doesn't do a podcast. <laughs> you start, I want to interrupt you. But, yeah, I mean, the, the, other, the other thing that's interesting, I think, with that point is that you know, game game developers. You know, we we were complaining at the at the beginning of this year when we were hearing about games that were getting moved into 2011, weren't we? We were all going, "Oh God, that you know, Portal 2's been moved now, and and this has been moved, and that's been moved." Well, oh, I thought we were going to be able to play Crisis 2, which obviously we don't anymore after playing it. But you know, we were complaining, weren't we, that all these games were being moved? Little Big Planet 2, oh, that's been moved to January. Oh, I want to play it now. You know, whatever. Um. And yet, we've still had so many games to play. We've never been short of anything, have we, this year, really? Well, I just want to say, for the record, I'm not complaining about games moving back. I assume that when games get pushed back, there's a good reason for it, and I'm not bothered. I mean, I've never really cared about release dates all that much. No, no, I don't mean in release dates, but there was games supposedly coming this year that we were, like, you know, anticipating, you know, stuff like Portal 2 and Little Big Planet 2, eh. you know. But we, in all realistic you know, we wouldn't have been able to play them anyway. We wouldn't have had time. You know, there's too many other games yeah, to play. True. So I guess we should just stop complaining and, you know, take it that, you know, we can wait for games to come because there's so many others to play. Often too many. Often too Well, I agree that, you know, yeah, we, we should recognize how good we have it. There's no doubt about it. He's right about that. I mean, what about you, Chini? What do you think? What? Well, you've been very quiet, I have to say. I know. <laughs> <laughs> And I will continue to be quiet. Yeah, obviously. Fuck off. So do you, do you think we've never had it so good? Of course we haven't. <laughs> it's, no, no, no. Um, I wasn't listening. What have you? What were you doing? What I you? was uh, not on Facebook. <gasps> That's I very naughty. I said yeah. I wasn't on Facebook. Uh, yeah. you know, I heard Mitch once ate a whole can of green beans and he turned into a green bean. <laughs> um, yeah, we... We've got it pretty good now. Uh, and I, I think people forget quickly. I, I, I can't remember. I don't know. I wasn't listening to what you're saying. I think some gamers, you know, I mean, we. I, I think this is one of the benefits to being an older gamer is that you, you know, I don't know if, Chinny, you ever had the whole thing of swapping out floppy disks. And, oh, yes. Oh, okay. See, because that's Island. a definite new. Oh. I mean, we complain about a game that comes on two disks now. Jeez. Yeah. You remember back in the day, it was like, you go to a different screen and it's like, please put in disk A. Now put in disk B. Now yep. put in disk C. It's like, stop ahead. I remember having Monkey Island 2 on the Commodore Amiga. It had seven floppy disks. There yep. you go. Seven. 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 And oh, they were so... in sequential order, so you had to swap like one with three, Six, three with one, two. Three, yeah, three. it was ridiculous. And you know what? Uh, Jay Smooth on illdoctrine.com, which is a great website. People should go to it. Uh, he made a point about music that back in the day, going to the record shop was a big deal. You know, when a game release or an, a, an album came out, the drop date was a moment. You went there and you talked to somebody and you got the record and you ran home and you put it on your record player. And there was something about having it in your hands Definitely. that gave it a lot of meaning. And I think that applies to games because we're still in the mode right now where you have the game in your hand for the most part. But 
I think that may go away, and I yeah. think that a lot of gamers are used to things being uh, much easier now, and they're probably getting you expect it to continue to get easier. And uh, that I think I, you know I think that's a good thing in general, but it also makes games more disposable, which was the other point he made about the music. Is that music becomes so much more disposable now? You download 500 songs when you go to bed, and you wake up in the morning, you probably delete 450 of them. And so it becomes this thing where the music, the content, the game eventually probably will be this thing that you just you try a lot of it and then you realize that you don't like any of it. And it, it, it's much easier to get rid of it. And I think that's where there's a danger. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you because this year, um, and I have tried my hardest and you know best to finish games this year more than I have the year before. Yeah. And, and I have to a certain extent succeeded in that because I have finished a lot of games this year. Um, but there's still a few that I haven't finished. You know, I started God of War 2, didn't finish that. Started Saints Row 2, didn't finish that. Mass Effect 2, didn't finish that. You know, Dragon Age Origins, didn't finish that. And I still have got a lot of unfinished games. Well, would you say, Stu, that there's too many games being released? There is definitely too many games, because there's so many games I want to play. Uh, but, um, you know, you know, on the flip side of that, uh, Deadly Premonition, I, I actually focused and made sure I finished that game in three weeks. But uh, all the time I was playing it, I was thinking like, oh god, I'm not playing this, and I and I had ordered uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, which unfortunately has been lost in the post, so that's gone for good wherever it may be. Um, but had that come, I may have stopped playing, you know, uh, Deadly Premonition and started playing that because that had turned up. Yeah. You know, as it happened, it didn't. You know, it didn't, so I wasn't distracted to play it because um, Bioware's Ray Mazuka has said that there's too many games released today. There is. Yeah. There is too many games. And to quote him, he says, there are too many games released. It's interesting because it's very, very busy. It makes it very hard as a player to keep up. The releases clump up even though, uh, even though that, is a, that is changing a little bit. Well, he's changing a little bit, but what's happening is they're all getting moved to January and February yeah. of next year. Which At least it's a little year. bit evenly spread. I mean, a it little, a little bit. bit more. Uh, he said, bit. this is what he continued, Ray Muzzag. I'm killing his yeah, name. Yeah, that name. Anyway, that name. That guy. For us, we have to play our games, play competitors' games, play other relevant games, and then play a handful of games that we really want to play uh, more of and finish. I try to play two or three hours a night, but that's hard and it's not. That's hard and it's not enough. Mm. So even if you play two, three hours a night, as I'm sure we all know. He's quite a lot. You get quite a lot of game in him, but you wouldn't play everything you want to play. But then, to a certain extent, if you, you know, and it's a, it, it brings home the point that you know Feng Chui made, you know, regarding Blops, that if he started yep. playing that, he would not play any other games. Yeah. He would. I'm miss still out going through my backlog. I'm. So, I've been going through my backlog for two years. Yeah, <laughs> but that happens, doesn't it? And it's like you say, no, no, most normal average people haven't got three hours a day to play anyway. Yeah, exactly. no, we haven't. I play mainly on a Friday and a Saturday night, and and you know this week I was lucky to get get the Deadly Premonition finished because my daughter was having a, a ballet mock exam, so I sort of had quite a bit of time on Sunday and I played ballet five mock hours. exam. Yeah, she does ballet and modern. I know, I know, she does ballet. I'm not doing ballet. Second position, do it again. You yeah. fail with mock oh. exam on ballet. Oh yeah, Jeez. oh yeah, serious stuff, man, serious. Um, so she, so Kay and Millie were out most of the day, and then she had a party later on. So I managed to get quite right. a bit of gaming in on Sunday. So I finished it. 
you know, and it was quite nice to do that. And when I looked at Raptor, I thought I'd played for about three hours in the day. It turned out to be about six. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I played 10 hours between uh, Saturday night and Sunday morning <laughs> on Sunday day. 10 hours of it in one go. So, yeah, a lot of game. A lot of game. But, yeah, it's, it's an interesting point he made, and I, and I would absolutely agree that we've, we've never had it so good, but we're also, there's too many games to a certain extent as well. Yeah, I remember, on the final point, I remember playing Garden 64 and thinking, this would be awesome if I could play it at my house and my friend could play it at his house and we could somehow play it at the same time, but I just have my screen and he can just have his screen. That was a pipe dream. A pipe dream in 1997 slash 1998. And look where we've come. There you go. There you go. Um, to finish off, we have got some emails and some tweets and some Facebook hey. stuff. We've got a lot of stuff to get through. Now, is there a, like a question of the week that we asked? Well, I know another podcast really, does that. And it's not really cool. a question of the week. Well, is there a question that we asked? Sort of. We asked people to tell us whether we should have more Chad or less Chad. Yeah. <laughs> But also, we've had some just some random emails as well. So we've had. Yeah, random okay. emails. Okay, first one. Here we go. Right, who's who's going to do the quizmaster uh, duty and keep score of, of for for each? I'll do it. Or or again? I'll go on then. Duke, Duke, you do it. Okay. okay. Are you ready? First one from Alan Tang. Okay. Otherwise known as Tangy Tango Juice. Oh so yeah. Do you want me to take this one, uh, Stu? Do you want me to? Yeah, you can do this one. You go for okay. it. Okay, I haven't read this. So anyway, uh, dear veteran gamers, please play more of those classic Chad Warden quotes on the show. And Chitty and Duke must probably have extremely large, almost scarily large penises. <laughs> is, penis... <laughs> is multiple penises penises or penile? I never know. Like my English teacher said in secondary school, I doubt I would be in a situation where there's more than one penis. Brilliant. Come back. Actually, uh, the plural is either penises or peenies. P-E-N-E-S. Peeny. I love it. I'll have three peenies. Peeny. There's so many peenies in this group. <laughs> Peeny. <laughs> on another note, Alan Tang syndrome continues. On another note, I finished Red Dead Redemption campaign and even hauled out some of the achievement points too. I'm also planning on purchasing Fallout 3 Game of the Year edition, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood and GTA 4. I'm going to finish all of them. Great so he's podcast. obviously he's obviously getting over his condition then. That's good to hear. I forgot yeah. what the Alan Tang syndrome condition Not finishing right? games. Yes, that's where not it came from. It's him. Yeah. I know, yeah, but I, I forgot what it was. Was it finishing games or not finishing not games? Not finishing games. Not finishing games. Okay. Okay. So he's saying that he's in rehab. He's, he's, gonna, he's, he's in, working on it. Well he's finishing done. games. Well done. Good for you, Alan Tang. Um, great podcast, guys, and I look forward to it every week. Cheers, Alan Tangy Tango Juice. There you go. There you go. That's nice of him, were not he? Yeah. Nice of him. Okay. We have got a, a follow-up email. Now, when Ooh. I first... Right, okay. When I first read this, I thought, I don't understand what he said. What? What? I don't get it. Don't get it. And then I realised that we asked him a question when we read out his original email, and then it made sense. Uh, uh, because we asked him about... Maybe he could send his email to tell us what Warhammer was. Hang on, hang on. Previously on Veteran Gamers. Go yeah. On. Previously. Uh, so we had a, a person called Mr. Bed Herdu who emailed the show and said he was looking forward to uh, Warhammer 40,000, is it, or something like that? 40,000. 
40,000. Yeah, 40,000. Oh, well, I was right. Interesting. Um, so oh, interesting. Go. Just wrong. Yeah, yeah it's all right. <laughs> uh, and we had, no, we had no real idea what this game was, so we said maybe you could clarify for us what, what it was all about. So there you go. So he did send us a follow-up email. So here we go. Here we go. Uh, thanks for reading my email on last week's podcast. No problem. I hope you're all keeping well. And Stu and Chinny have still managed to keep clear of blops. True. Which is, we have. I have started itching to play it after seeing some of the multiplayer footage. So he's, oh, he's been tempted, is Mr. Better. Uh, but then he goes on to answer the question we asked him last week. So it, it sort of didn't make sense from that point forwards. And I thought, <laughs> yeah, really? Huh? I thought, what? So then he went on to say, maybe it's just me that is excited about the Space Marine game coming out next year. So he went from that. And I was like, what? So, anyway. Hey, we get it, Stu. I am excited more for nostalgia as I used to spend hours painting the figures as a child. So that's that person who did that stuff. That's that guy. Uh, yeah, that's that guy. If the game plays well, I am going to be very happy. It looks okay from the videos on YouTube. There are some cool-looking trailers. I hear it's supposed to be like Gears of War without anything to hide behind because Space Marines don't need cover. They're double-hard bastards. Oh. There you go. There you go. There you go. I've completed Halo Reach campaign. It had a slow start. I did enjoy the game, but I completed it more through frustration than enjoyment. Ah, I have to kill some more aliens shaped like footballs with legs on. I I didn't hate it, but I felt it was too long. The multiplayer is great, though. I loved how fast-paced it is. My friends that are into COD get annoyed about how long it takes to take somebody down. A very common Call of Duty complaint. It is. It is. People who play Call of Duty complain about that a lot. About yep. lot, yep. lot. And then he says, I, I have an Xbox 360. I was interested to hear your discussion about the next generation of consoles and downloading games. If I am downloading a demo from Xbox Live to go into a game, the download stops. Very frustrating. I can't see the next-gen consoles coming out anytime soon. I would like to hear what people in the gaming industry have to say about next-gen consoles and what they expect they will be like. Now, in all honesty, I think OnLive is probably the model of what we'll see. And from, you know, even playing it on my connection that I shouldn't even be playing it, it worked quite well. And I would imagine, you know, there's no downloading required because it just streams. You know, it's just instant. Yeah, it's growing pains, though. It's yeah, it just, needs, it just needs polishing, yeah, you know. And like, I mean, like, oh, some people don't have a permanent internet connection and also people like going to the store and all that jazz. And so, all that jazz. So there you go. Okay, okay, we have uh, we have got another one. Wait a minute, let me find this one. Okay, yeah, this is from uh, Eric H. Another Eric. You missed Sorry, one. was that the last email have an opinion about Chair Ward? Nope, there was no. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. I just want to make sure. Go ahead. No, you you missed one, mate. Oh well, let me just do this one and then you okay. can do the next one. Okay. Uh, and basically, he says, Eric H. No more Chad. Simple as that. Aw, oh, jeez. No more. Go, so you, you want so to it's do one and one. Did you one. see the one from uh, Ro- Rob? Bongo the sign. Right, go on. Is that further up or further down? Further down. Mm. Depends yes. on what's your perspective. Oh, go on Earlier. then. You just, just read it. Just read it. Read it. Anyway, this is from... He says, hi, guys. Uh, Chad was humorous the first couple of times, but he's starting to go grind. <gasps> Can you please set a Chad limit? The only Chad that I know was in the first Charlie's Angels movie, and he doesn't sound anything like that. Thank you, Rob. Bungo the same. Sent from my iPad. Oh, yeah, that was was titled. Yeah, I should have seen that, because it was entitled Chad No More. (laughs) Well, that's a kind of, like, 
draw. That's like a tie. Like he's willing to accept Chad into his life yeah. as long as it's limited, like it has been today. I'll put a mark in each of those columns. No, no, no. I'm sorry. No. If what? No, look, 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 uh, uh, if he's entitled his email, Chad, no more. Yeah, but he said, "Can you?" But then the content of the Chad email says, image. "Set a limit." Yeah, but that's like saying, he's, "Do you want any more cake? I only want a half a piece." Then you don't want any more cake. I'm not being funny, but his email, on the whole, is 80 percent negative towards 80%? Chad. 80 percent. Where did you grab that? Oh, speak on. Okay, okay. Look, right. His oh first sentence. Listen, let me just go through this in a scientific way. All right, scientific. Okay. Hi guys. You see, that's neutral. Hi guys is neutral. You are doing it, aren't you? Listen, listen. First sentence. Chad was humorous the first couple of times, but he started to go. That's positive. Chad was humorous. No, that's negative. (laughs) See, negative. This is a draw. We can't agree. Listen, listen, listen. listen. It's void. Void thing. It doesn't count. The only bit that's positive is can you please set a Chad limit? And the rest of it was the only Chad I know. First challenge ever. We don't agree. We don't agree. It was only. No, that's definitely a no. The title's negative. The content's positive. It's a draw. Negative. It's no more Chad. I'm sorry. It's too long. Oh, no, sorry. Duke's in the ballot box here, people. Who won? Duke's tallying. Bollocks. I don't Boys. care. I don't know. Yeah. All right, next it? email. Two one. Okay. Uh, yeah, we've done that. Uh, and that's it. <laughs> right, that's it. On the, as far as <laughs> no wonder you're so strenuous. No more, Chad. Yay! I got no, no, no. What happened is there's two in each column, so we'll we'll be very restrained anyway, about anyway, it. I guess we should do Facebook, right. Twitter, shouldn't we? Just to see if we can even this up a little bit. <laughs> uh, let me just uh, let me just find Facebook because that's no, a long way down. Don't worry, Duke. It'll find let me guess. Way. All the oh, stuff oh, on okay, Facebook okay, and Twitter is anti-Chad. Okay, here we go. Ah, uh, oh, okay. Right, first one is from uh, Daniel Fletcher. And he says, this is on Facebook, he says, Chad in proportion. Yay, that's positive. Well, sort of. He's saying not too much of Chad. So some Chad, but not too much. And then Antonio Phillips, better known as GH Rocker, says, simply Chad. So I'm not sure whether that's more Chad or no Chad. Well, it's it's not negative, so an absence of negative is a positive. Okay, so that's... Chad. Okay, (laughs) so how many is that? What's the score? That's four to two. Oh, four to two. That's a bit worrying. Yay. Okay. Okay. Let me have a look. Okay. Here we go. Let me do these. Right. Okay. Where are these on Facebook? They're just, I just put yeah, them they're on Facebook. It's quite a way down now on, on the. I was going to say. It's quite a way down. Anyway. Okay. Uh, this one's on Twitter. Here we go. At uh, Veteran Gamers UK. No Chad. 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 That counts as one vote against Chad. No, don't yeah, think that you keep saying it over and over again that it's counting more than once. I, I, can we agree? I don't know. Is that positive or? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's something to be. He does say Chad a lot, so maybe he's saying no, yeah. no Chad. He doesn't want no Chad in the show. He wants some Chad. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so that's that one. Chair wouldn't he? Yeah. Okay. Uh, next. Uh, so what's that? Four three. Four three. Yes, four three. No, actually, favorite. no. I think it's something like twelve three. Uh, twelve four, isn't it? To no Chad because he did lots of no Chads. Yeah, 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 yeah. One yeah. of them was one. Uh, the uh, next one is from Mark Hannix, the mechanic. No, no, Twitter. no. We've got one from Greasy Fish Lips first. What's what? Greasy Fish Lips <laughs> says that Veterans UK more Chad. Sorry, shoe. Oh. Yay! Five to three. Um, yeah, you can do Mark Annix. What does he say? Uh, Mark Annix said, "Keep the Chad coming. He don't yeah. play with no. He play. He don't play with no deal, do. <laughs> yeah. deal do. 
and then finally we've got Skull Duggaro, uh, uh, and he says, "Keep the Chad." Then Mike's bored of playing it by Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, that. Yeah, there you go. Balling. Oh. There you go. Oh no, sorry. There's one further down. I apologise. Here's another one. That he guess, says, "Okay." At Veteran Gamers UK, oh my god, please no more Chad Warden. He is a blight on humor. No, 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 Sincerely yours, AP. No, that is that Dragon Dan. He's the person who put no Chad, no Chad, no Chad, no Chad. No, he can't vote twice. Look, well, he sent two emails. He's got something. weird British system. But you've also missed another one from the Ply Vault. Johnny Wilson, keep Chad Warden on the show because otherwise you will... I have nothing to do he with $600. To Damn it. I was trying. I thought you might not have seen that because that was quite way down there. Damn. No, so what's the final score anyway, Quizmaster? I'm sorry, Stu. The people have spoken. Well, thank thanks you, a bunch, everybody. <laughs> Stupid horse face masses. Stupid was that, goddamn. Uh, Bloom County cartoon where he's like, I trust the common horse sense of the masses. And he's like, they voted you out. What? Those stupid horse face masses. I just did it. I have no idea what you're talking about. But anyway. <laughs> I have no idea what he said and I was listening. <laughs> it's Bloom County. Somebody out there got it. It's okay. So, yeah. 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 All right. Very frustrating. Yay. Well, that's the problem with democracy. You're not always going to get what you want. It's kind of like how the U.S. feels when Hamas wins in the West Bank. Uh. <laughs> But, you know, obviously, this is more important than that. Yeah, well, so. <laughs> I just love the way you've compared Yeah. Um, Chad Warden, you're as important to us as Hamas is well, to us. Do you think, look, he is the, he is the Hamas is. of... <laughs> wherever Chad Can you imagine him today? randomly finding yeah, this podcast? He's like, oh, my God, they keep talking about me. You know, those three videos I made on YouTube for a joke have just become <laughs> this massive thing. It's like the focus of their whole life. They're recording them and cutting them and editing them and... <laughs> Well, you know what I'm trying to say? I'm trying to say is that, come on now. <laughs> that, by the way, for people who are listening, that's not edited. That's actually the way he says it. On the, on, yeah, he's just rambling, and there's a good chance he's on some drug or another. We have got a comment on the on the Podbean feed, which we very rarely oh get. Oh, goodness, that's true. We don't ever get those. We don't get very many on there. Uh, yeah. So I thought to mention that, and it's uh, from Jack. Another great podcast by the Veteran Gamer Crew. I think everyone should give this podcast a listen, even if you're not a gamer. Ooh. Anyway, keep up the great work. Jack, JFK. So there you go. There you go. Do you want to do the iTunes one, and then we'll do shout Yes, out. here it is, and this does mention giggles, so. Uh, maybe that's uh, It's from Old Spicy. Maybe it's that dude on the horse. Look at your man. Now look at me. Now look at the Veteran Gamers. Now stop looking at them, because you don't want to look at them. Uh, it's just listen <laughs> to them. Be seen and not heard. Or heard and not seen. Something like that. Uh, yes, November 26, 2010, or as you all would say, weird, 26th of November, 2010, freaks. I've listened to about 10 episodes so far, and this is the best gaming podcast I've found. They give good information about the games they've played without getting sidetracked on non-gaming topics I don't care about. Yeah, well, I don't know which 10 episodes you were listening <laughs> yeah. to, but goddamn, they were the exception to the rule. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Somebody who made it this far, they're like, what is he talking about? Uh, and keep me laughing the whole time. I usually listen at work, and many times I've had to stop playing the podcast to keep from distracting others with my giggles. There you go. If you guys read this, oh, yes, we do. Keep it up. Old Spicy. Was this review helpful? Yes. 
This review is awesome. Right. You giggle, go. giggle. You know what? Distract others with your giggles. And then they'll go, what are you giggling at? And exactly. you'll be able to say, the veteran gamers, you got to listen and buy shirts and give them money. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Yay. Thanks for all oh, that feedback. Can what we really like hearing from can we have When we did t-shirts, can we have on the back, there you go. Yeah, there, there you go. go. That'd be great. Awesome. That's a great catchphrase. Um, dude, I do need to mention something to you, actually. Go ahead, mention it now. It's not actually, terrible, but I was randomly going through your pictures on Facebook. Oh, Christ. Yeah, and I did happen to notice in one of those you were sporting a Veteran Gamers t-shirt, which I was a Yay! bit surprised. There you go. Why are you Self- surprised? Self-advertising, I like it. I wear it everywhere. I know. Well, I didn't wonder that. I was like, is he wearing a Veteran Gamers t-shirt? And I'm like, oh, Actually, yeah. I won't wear it to school because then students will see the website and if they have any initiative at all, they'll go to it and they'll know my gamer tag, which I can't have that. Duke, you're saying yes. your students have initiative. <laughs> well, no, that's the, yeah. that's the thing. Is if they, I've said it before. If they used Google for 10 seconds, they'd know my gamer tag like that. <laughs> they don't, so they don't. Uh, uh, there, you go. Go. Yeah, there you uh, go. Yeah, shout-outs. Dude, you, you go. go for it. Shout-outs. What, I'm going first? Yeah, go for it. Why not? Okay, first shout-out. Tom Bissell. He probably won't listen, but... I've been reading his book about Vietnam and his dad's time serving there and the trip he took with his dad to Vietnam recently. And it's an amazing book. He's very good. And more than anything, and I told him this, he's really fair. Like he approaches the whole discussion of Vietnam, obviously a very controversial subject. But I said it about the video game book too because everything he writes about, he's trying to be really fair and give everybody their due and find the truth wherever it exists. And it often exists in some weird places. So I just really love it. And I asked him if he might be willing to do another interview. And he was like, you know what? I've got a lot of writing to do, so I don't have time right now. But I I really appreciate his communication on email. He didn't really like Fallout New Vegas, but whatever. We're going to talk about that some more. So cheers to him. John Mao 5 offered to help me out on Saints Row 2, and I was doing like six things at once, so I couldn't really help out with co-op stuff. But I appreciate his offer, so cheers to you, John Mouse, as you're probably hoping to be called because it's a reference to Dead Mouse. Uh, Tangy Tango Juice offered uh, – we, we were supposed to play Black Ops together, but we sort of missed each other right as we were leaving. So uh, I'll hook up with you at some point. Cheers, dude. Quanrian also helped, offered to help me out with Saints Row too and he said he really liked the co-op on it and um so i'm sure i'll play with him at some point link stew uh told me about the wheel uh, that i had seen but i didn't realize i had gotten the achievement or whatever so cheers to him and influenza honky patrol yeah i doubt he listens but whatever hey and w has been like my black ops dude we've been playing that sticks and stones version have y'all heard about that there's this game type where you know those crazy wacky silly things that over 35s and the g4te people sometimes did where it was like well they've instituted that in some ways on black ops there's this thing called sticks and stones where you have like three bolts with the explosive crossbow and then after that you have a throwing knife or tomahawk i guess it's called but you're not actually throwing a tomahawk it's just called tomahawk and then you have to stab people so it's a it's a pretty interesting game mode i suck at it obviously and the worst part is if somebody actually stabs you up close they reset your score. So you could be in first place, like way ahead of everybody else, but then you get randomly stabbed and then you're down to zero. So it's the, the swings are intense and it's a lot of fun. So cheers to Ian and this person named Gavlar. I have no idea who he is. He sent me some message on Xbox live that just said, Duke. And obviously it's text. So I had to make that voice up, but that, that would do you. And then like, That's I think he'd sound like that for sure. That sounded like uh, the Inception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you definitely sound like that. Was a reference to that. Uh, so anyway, I sent him one back saying Gavlar, and that's as far as it's gone. So I have no idea when he's looking. I think for, he but... sent me a message. You know, 
Fallout. Maybe he's listening. Thanks. If not, whatever. Hey. Uh, hi, P. I played some Battlefield 943 with him because I noticed he was playing. I was like, I haven't played that in a while. So we had some games. He didn't have a mic, but we had a good time. And so cheers to him. And thanks, everybody, for listening. And that's me done. There you go. Ginny. Right. Shout out to the world. Uh, shout out to a band called We Are Scientists. I went to see them. Do they explain how magnets work? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking magnets. How do they work? (laughs) I don't want to hear from a scientist. Uh, Brilliant. Insane claim, posse. Um, Yes. Stu, you have any idea what we're talking about? No idea. Brilliant. Me and Duke, same class, whatever. It's not even whatever. It's me, me and Duke didn't even know that we knew about it. So, yeah, um, yeah. So we are scientists. They were very good. Uh, shout out to the Cortinas, another band that I've recently just fell in love with. Um, shout out to Lord Paul. <laughs> He's the. Uh, we made. I made a. I made a video for a. Uh, for a union, and uh, it was dedicated to like Lord Paul because this guy called Lord Paul is the 88th richest guy in Britain, and he funded the union and stuff. And uh, he liked the video; he thought it was brilliant. And yeah. he's going to give me ten million dollars now. Cool. The last part Ka-ching. is not true, but he did like it, and uh, he wants me to make another one. So very good. Uh, shout out to Matt who helped me make the video. Shout out to. Um, what else should I share there? Do, 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 do. You can't just shout out Surface you Lizard finish, for that you know. thing that you uh, that he sent for us. <laughs> All right, shout out to Surface Lizard for that thing that he sent out to us. Um, shout out to Quamrian for just being Quamrian. I like Quamrian. That's also the sound effect that a Quanrin makes. <laughs> That's all you've got. Not Quanrin. <laughs> uh, shout out to Flight of the Concords. Anybody who hasn't seen Flight of the Concords, please watch it. The humans are dead. Lick my battery. Um, <laughs> who likes to rock the party? Uh, oh my it's God. fantastic. It's so good. It is really awesome. Uh, my sadly, wife and I are big fans. So yeah. Sadly, they're, they're not making any more programs, yeah. but they are featured in The Simpsons. It was a magnificent episode of The Simpsons. I haven't yeah. seen it yet, but is it good? Yeah. Oh, it's great. You should definitely watch it. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I shout out to them. And that's Oh, it. shout out to Mark Wahlberg. We didn't talk about it. He's going to be oh, making a fortune. Yeah. We'll, we'll come on to that next week. We'll come on to Nathan that. Ah, whatever. Mark Wahlberg's going to be Nathan Drake. Done. Yeah, yes. done. Done. That's it. That's all there is that's to say. That's all there is to say about you it. You saw Sam Max Payne, and that was terrible, and this film's going to Well, be that's true, yeah. Probably going to be terrible as well. Well, you got to bring up old stuff. Yeah. Is terrible. Uh, oh, okay, I've got two non shout outs to start. You're off. done, Jenny. Yeah, you're I'm done. done. Yeah. You're done. The longest shout out in history. I, think I was, uh, I was clutching at the straws anyway. I, I, I got the sense it was kind of rambling. Yeah, you have it yeah. down. Maybe that's just because yeah, of your reading. About. Um, yeah, I've got non shout outs this week. <laughs> yeah. Shit outs. Yeah, non shout outs. <laughs> first one, first one has to go to the Royal Mail for losing my uh, copy of Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Fuck you, Queen Elizabeth oh. II. Yeah. Rubbish. Um, oh, let's not diss the royal family. Club ish. It's supposed uh, to be a time of festivity and celebration. Yeah, unless whatever. you're a student, apparently over there, and then you're supposed to be mad. <laughs> anyway, protesting. Go ahead, Stu. 
Anyway, so as, as it happens, I did cave in and went and bought it from the shop, and I'll just get a refund when it's, it's 15 conspiracy. days. It's conspiracy. They're just trying to yeah, get you 15 buy. days are up. I got it from the shop because they had it in my hands then, so I knew I got it. Um, so I will oh, talk about that. Yeah, I'll talk about that next week. I have played a bit, but I thought I'd save it till I've played a bit more. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. A, a teaser for next yeah, week's yeah. show. Uh, my second non-shout-out. I'm also going to be talking about my dirty secret that I've hid from the world. <laughs> my, second, my second non-shout-out has to go to Amazon.co.uk for the stupidest Black Friday supposed deals that weren't deals at all. So <laughs> it was an absolute big pile of shit. It was just rubbish. So there you go. Non shout out. Back, man. You need to let it out. I know. It was just ridiculous. It was That's ridiculous. What I heard. It was ridiculous. So Gavlaw has sent me a message on Xbox. Huh? There you go. And it expires in one hour. Why? Why <laughs> have? <laughs> why have I not got one from him? I haven't got one off him. Send me a message. He sends huh? cool people. He sent me on the thirty-first. How rude of October. Uh, he says, "Mwahaha, chin chin. I'm just home and I'm blazing, but." Mwahaha, that's it. <laughs> what a strange person, whoever that yeah, is. Yeah, don't you really like want him. an email from this person? What's it do? Absolutely. I like sending anything. Um, the, last, the last game he played was FIFA. 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 Oh, maybe that's why he sent it, because we're always taking That's it. He's blazing. I think you're talking about he's paranoid. Oh, he's, been playing oh, he's talking about me. He's been, playing a, he's been playing Brotherhood and Blops and huh? Bible and Hang Bloodstone on. and Metal FIFA. FIFA. God. Uh, and I guess I'd, I'd, I'd go along with you two guys and I'd like to thank uh, Surface Lizard and Quamrian for all the support and stuff that <laughs> That's not a lizard. And no, it really isn't a lizard. Uh, so thank them for all the stuff that they do. Thank everybody who contributes to the site. And comes right, fine. The here's, the, here's a lizard sound effect for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, that'll do. Uh, who contributes to the site. And, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. And before I finish, I have got one other non-shout-out. Oh jeez! Yeah, yeah. Right. To all the people who didn't support the no more Chad uh, thing, <laughs> Chad, yeah, you just too late now. Your votes don't count. So that's right. Done it. No, forget it. it. Somebody's Fine. probably like, oh, I forgot to vote. Damn it! Well, guess what? You missed your chance. Yeah. Vote yeah. closed. Yeah. Closed. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Overseas connection. Don't forget about that because that's good Yay. podcast. Yeah. I need um, to update VG Hub because ain't yeah. No and don't get don't forget to go to vghub.net. Hey baby. And also, veterangamers.co.uk. Don't forget to come there. Yeah. Steve, Steve Conga uh, and uh, Acid B, I think. Who is it? Yeah, it's Acid B there, isn't it? They, I was listening to Steve Conga and Acid B's voice uh, and Robin Scottson's voice all the way up to, to Newcastle when I drove up there last week. So there thanks to them. There you go. Games so you were playing the role of the train passenger. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> no, the, no, the driver. No, the driver. The driver. So there you go. There you go. I think we do need to go. So we need to get yeah. out. Thank you for listening, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget the emails, iTunes reviews, all that good right. stuff. Yeah, Just and money. Going. And money, yeah. We accept any money that comes. Send cash. Cash. I'm going I'm to try and do it subtle, Stu. Yeah, go Send on. cash. There you go. I want cash. There you go. I want drugs. Right, we're going. We're going. Bye. Send Bye. drugs. <laughs> <laughs> boop, boop.